Oh dear. Thank you for the water, by the way. I like I how every, every single... Oh, you've got also, you've got big ice cube as well. I uh, I've really... I'm a real convert for, um, for big ice. Yeah. Because from my point of view, it's like the... Hang on, let me just... Input phones. We got what's going on here? What's going on? Why can't I hear anything? Well, I can. What's going on? What the hell's going on? What's going on, YouTube? Um. <laughs> well, that's weird. I'm not getting the. This is this is audio exciting audio setup issues. The, no, no. The, I mean, it's recording, but sure. I, just, I can oh, hear the... it, but with like an echo. I don't know. Oh gosh. Anyway, anyway. Yeah. Uh, what I'm I'm a big fan of. Um, this is I'm, I'm I don't know if we've mentioned this before on the podcast. I've been converted to uh, to big ice. Sure. I'm now in the a shill of big ice, specifically mm. big ice cubes. Yeah. Um, because number one, it's cool to have like big ice cubes in mm. your in your thing. Um, it is. It's distinct. It's a so it's weird. It's a, this echo is yeah. really weird because it's less like hearing yourself and more like hearing a recording of yourself a split second later. This is so what it doesn't used, sound like my voice. Well, this that's funny because that's what used to. That's what it used to be like doing while yeah, I was yeah, doing yeah, yeah. on or when I was when we were doing it on Logic. Presumably, your fancy system should yeah, well, make no, it a bit like theory, immediate. I should just yeah. be able to turn this knob and it should give me the raw intelligence. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. The raw yeah, shit. Yeah. For some reason, it's not doing it today, and I've got no idea why. So. Um, anyway, well, we'll just have to hope for the best. Um, well, we are recording, at least. It, the, 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 uh, the excitement never ends here. Yeah, no, no so big ice, right? The, the idea of big mm. ice is that not only is it exciting to have a big ice mm. cube, like a huge ice cube tray with giant ice cubes, I'd say they're maybe about what? How big is that? Is that four centimetres across? Maybe five, four? It's like a couple of inches. Yeah, it's maybe an inch. Oh, maybe an inch. In, an inch, inch and, and a half? Yeah. I don't know. Actually, I've got a little mini ruler here. It's about four, five cent, four, four centimeter, four, four and a half centimeters. Like that. Um, yeah. So the, the good thing about big ice cubes is, mm-hmm. is that they, it's exciting. They're yeah. big, and also they don't melt very. Yeah, quickly. because of their surface and, and you know the thing is, if you, if you have a yeah. drink and then you fill up your drink again, and the ice mm-hmm. cubes are probably melted by then, so you have yeah. to put more ice cubes in. Whereas with big ice. Let me tell you that ice cube's still going to be going strong even after like an hour, you know. So it takes longer to get to the center of the whatever it's called. What was that? Is that American uh, thing? Is it like a gobstopper? Oh yeah, is really yeah, 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 thing? yeah. Or is it a tootsie roll? What is a tootsie roll? Is it that it sounds right like a, it sounds like a dance that flappers did in like the in the in the, the yeah exactly where you sort of roll. It's like a break dance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, big ice. Um, already gone on a tangent. Friday pub. Friday pub. Mm. I was I was just thinking that like all of the all of the so um, cat uh, Joseph's girlfriend works for unnamed corporation. Mm. Um, but it's I I could be wrong, but I would presume that unnamed corporation is of the kind that they like you know have, have a, to ask her, if, yeah. if she shows up during yeah. the pub we'll yeah. get her in <laughs> say, like, so how yeah. is your how is your um Friday Friday up. Yeah. yeah, we because we, we were talking about the the, 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 the apparently it's, it's like they have an on-site bar or like a bar area of the cafeteria. They have some sort bit. of cafeteria thing but that's but like, I don't it, know whether it's actually yeah. a bar or what. Whenever when I used to be more in, on the sort of the uh, direct consultancy side before I went freelance and just did everything sort of secondhand for other agencies, mm. a lot a much better way to live. Um, <laughs> IMO, uh, but the, the, I used to go to you know on-site visits or whatever for for, for clients. They all used to be like. You know, big companies that were leasing commercial buildings, but they all had like exactly the same sort of like 
model of obviously it's one of those things it's it's one of those things where like i was like from whatever bit of london to whatever bit of brighton to whatever bit of you know whichever place mm-hmm. i was in like if you were like past a certain like size they they all had the same like you know you've got the the reception area where there's some bored person who's just like you know there to yeah, yeah, call yeah. up to, to say but like all of the the dining areas had the same thing with like the same key card system that you like you know you identified like, yourself through and paid for lunch on and stuff like, like that a kind, there must yeah. be someone that's facilitating all of yeah. this I think it's like probably like one giant, or someone like that yeah one of those just, sort yeah. of giant conglomerates that yeah. are kind of like they, they every yeah. single services company yeah. for businesses yeah. just get rolled into a big exactly because it feels thing. it just feels so and I don't I don't I don't know whether it's like that there but like it just feels so like uniform you know mm. it all feels it has that like weird flattening effect you know because mm. like it it makes you feel as though like obviously you can get things like WeWorks or whatever but like some I remember someone years ago did some like comparison where they were just like well. You know who has a similar amount of floor space, but is actually like profitable and has been forever. Yeah. It's basically it's like regions yeah. of people like that. You know, it's just like <laughs> there are like co- commercial land. You know, d- d- landlord. They've companies been doing this for a have, lot longer. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's not. It's not exactly a new business, and they've kind of like worked the stuff out in a way that's like it's fine because like. You can just sublet. You can. You, they, they basically like if you want a WeWork, you can just like sublet to like co-working spaces are a thing, mm. and they get sublet to by these big but companies it, like, all the it, time. Especially like, like yeah. it, it took them 20, 30 years to establish the business to the mm. level that it is now. Yeah, yeah. And they've learned all the shit and all the yeah, domain knowledge yeah. and everything. And then you've got basically some new company coming in, and probably the best they can do is maybe t- ten or twenty percent more yeah. efficient. But it's going to take them thirty years yeah, to get yeah, to the yeah, point exactly. where they even know the shit to the get it's, up to the. You know, it. it, it I, I'm not saying it's one of those things. Where, like. I'm not exactly like angry because i don't care but like part of me part of my like desire to see jobs done well does get a little mm. bit frustrated by the fact that like in a lot of cases it is it, it, you're, you're effectively just like people get very distracted by like, the new shiny thing or just like well a rich man has given this lots of money so mm. which you know something i've certainly like you know I, i've been like uh liable to, to to seeing where you're just like oh well you know if x person takes this seriously there must be something in it but like sometimes that isn't the case anyway i the, bet you yeah, that someone the, has done a gender analysis on this it, yeah. much in the way that all, um, all essays from the mid 2010s mm-hmm. kind of a predicated around the idea of emotional labor or something yeah, like, yeah, yeah. i bet you there is a, a reasonably well written essay somewhere mm-hmm. out there about how uh, effectively all these things that are about facilitating people's normal daily lives like mm-hmm. office office spaces and yeah. catering and stuff are basically seen as uh, a really really easy thing to do that sure, anyone can do yeah, and yeah, that yeah, don't require that yeah. much like logistical yeah. effort and turn out to be a lot more difficult than they are because the kind of people yeah. that are wanting to mm. establish and move into this kind of space are the kind of people that don't actually really see the difficulty in any of that kind of thing or maybe have never actually worked on the ground level in that kind of thing themselves I don't know yeah um, but anyway, <laughs> anyway, sorry, carry on. No, that's right. no I, I, I don't, I don't think the flattening really... effect of, yeah, of the Regis. Yeah, the uh, fla- f- flattening. The flattening. <laughs> Is that like the flippening? Ish. Um, the, yeah, I, I, I guess it's like it, 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 it's sort of a th- something that I feel like I, I come back to a lot where it's like things used to be different in different places. Like, I swear this is an old memory mm-hmm. sort, right? But, like, the idea that, you know, you'd go somewhere and... The, well, like, I, the only the only way I get this now is basically going to different countries and things being a little bit different. Like, you go mm-hmm. to... Uh, my favourite thing when I go to another country, and I may have mentioned this last episode, like when we went to, we went to Dublin, and mm-hmm. it's like seeing what they're different you know, sort of convenience stores and stuff are. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. they have Circle K, um, mm. and obviously they have, like, Spa and Tesco Express and stuff as well, but, like, What's the, you know... What's the, uh, the Irish equivalent of, like, Debenhams? I'm trying to remember what it was, because I remember going in there... Um, because the last time I went to Ireland was in... Was, uh, oh, God, it was... 
Hang on, how long ago was it? This can't be right. Mm. No, it was 17. No, that can't be right. It can't be 17. No, that can't be right. How long ago was it? It might have been 16 years ago, the last oh, time I went to gosh. Ireland. Yeah. And and it was at Christmas. Mm. And so there was a lot of going into sure, uh, yeah, like yeah. Um, department stores sure, and things. Yeah. I forget the one that the, they have the big one in The big one in Ireland that I saw a nice jumper in that I eventually ended up not buying because mm. it was ridiculously expensive what it was. was something brown, I think. Mm. Uh, something brown. I can't sort remember. About. But some, some, it was on Grafton Street anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it, even then, it's like Ireland is close enough that it's not really like that different, and you'd have to go to somewhere that wasn't, you know, in the in that sort of like, you know, the, yeah, the sort yeah, of that yeah. zone to get. You know, whenever I go to anywhere in mainland Europe, I'm immediately just like, what are they? What you know? What's the like? You go to Denmark, and you're just like, oh, there are Seven Elevens everywhere. This is really mm-hmm. exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, they sell they sell <laughs> things that are different. I know. I just love that shit. Um, but I you remember being you amazed know. that in Amsterdam there's a carpet, right? <laughs> that was, it just blew my mind and it's just called carpet right and it's got the same logo yo I, I mean maybe that's not true anymore but just what you're walking around Amsterdam and everything's like really Amsterdam right it's touristy and when it's not touristy it's like Dutch in a kind of normal Dutch way but then you suddenly just see a carpet ride and just literally <laughs> shit. <laughs> it's like when I was in you Canada. You know, there's a carpet yeah. ride on Lewis Road. Yeah, yeah Identical yeah, yeah. to that yeah. carpet ride. It was ride. like when like, I was It's in... probably not there anymore, is it, the one on Lewis Road? Maybe it is. I don't know, actually. I, I'm trying to remember because I've, I've been past there a few times recently and I was like, is the carpet ride still there? Because it's like, it's that, it's just like, it's on the edge of that, like, big mm. scout of new development where... I'm looking at so that. As far as I can remember, the one in the <laughs> yeah. one in Amsterdam is sort of just down the road from the Heineken Brewery. So if we can find that on Google Maps, I'll give you a, yeah. a, a um, you know, a latitude and longitude. Yeah, so it's can... it's it's like when I was in Ottawa a few years back, and there was just Nando's there. Oh, <laughs> I was like, I didn't realize. What's I did... the corporate history of Nando's? Yeah. I, well, I what... think it's a South Where? African brand, isn't it? I believe. Oh, when, when like because it's so strongly associated with with the UK. But yeah. like it's or, or you know cheeky Nando. It's not it's like a meme. The, where food. where wherever it originated, it's just a normal Nando's. Yeah, here, <laughs> you know, yeah, the cheekiest of Nando's. Hang on, yeah, South Africa multinational fast food chain. That's so I guess I shouldn't really be surprised. Hmm. But like, yeah, worldwide locations, lots of African stuff as you'd expect. Um, Twelve restaurants in uh, India. Hmm. Five restaurants in Bahrain. Mm. 73 in Malaysia the Bahrain versus India yeah. people per Nando's restaurant yeah. ratio must be kind of interesting <laughs> yeah the first Nando's in Ireland opened in 2008 oh. apparently um, <laughs> in Ireland they have Supermax well, yes. that's <laughs> something I know I've been to a Supermax in Ireland yeah my I, my cousins who were living in Ireland at the time uh, were saying like, in Ireland nobody goes to McDonald's you'll go to Supermax that's what we yeah. have in Ireland also apparently in Ireland um, the Pizza, Ex- went to pizza Express is called Milano because oh. it was open it was something I can't remember the, the story the that I got told is it was open <laughs> it was like they, 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 they wanted to make it seem classier than Pizza Express which Pizza Express I remember someone describing Pizza Express as like the most new labour restaurant Ooh. which is it's just like a good shout I think like it's very like it's, yeah it's, of, it's a you know it's a Prince yeah. Andrew era yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all going on at that yeah. time that was the uh, Pizza Express about 20 years yeah, ago it's, just, it's very stupid of me to have mentioned that and to have forgotten the, the, the most important <laughs> fact about Pizza Express 
Express. But, I've, yeah. I've been to Pizza mm. Express exactly twice in my life, and both times it was quite bad. Yeah. One time it was completely cold, like the pizza was cold. Yeah. And the other time the pizza wasn't cold, but it wasn't very good. Yeah. And it was at that one. Um, which one was it actually? There's one at the marina, and there's one, or at least there used to be one by the library. Yeah, the Jubilee Square one was shut down. Now that's yeah. a, it's um. I think um, the Jubilee one was just really like had horrible yeah. acoustics. Sure. Like you'd yeah. be like talking to someone at the table that you yeah. were at, and then you'd like hear somebody on the other side of the like it was yeah. almost like the like the inverse or like mathematical formula you yeah. used to design like an opera house. Yeah. Or maybe the exact same one because it was projecting <laughs> the sound all the way from the other side of the building. I don't know. It's like everywhere you see, it's, it's, it's like it's one of glass yeah, box, It's like know? one of those like those mirrors, those sort of big thing, those big things at Hurst Monsoon where you like whisper into it and someone at the other yeah, side exactly. can hear it. Yeah, exactly. It's like thing. a World War Two kind of sonar, yeah. like early um, pre-sonar thing for hearing, uh, you know, hind calls a hundred miles away. Except it's you get to hear your pizza being delivered hundred <laughs> feet away. Yeah, but yeah. Um, what are we Pizza Express. From Pizza Express. What's your opinion on Pizza Express? It's fine. Like, I, I, I've not been there in years. I think their vegan selection was all right. There was a. Hmm. So my old my old housemate Hex used to go through a phases of eating like just one thing at a time. Mm, not one thing mm. at a time, but like they they would just like order a lot of or they have like a lot of stuff like. Um, from the same place, and there was a while where they just had a lot of Pizza Express pizzas. So just they going had through quite the whole good, menu. Well, yeah. they had they had good vegan pizzas at the mm. time. Well, I said good, good mm. vegan pizzas at the time. I, I don't know. I think there's yeah, obviously in Brighton now you've got Pureza and stuff. I was going to say if Pizza Express yeah. pizzas aren't very yeah. good, then the vegan ones have got to be reasonable in comparison. Sure, to yeah. the ones. Even if they're <laughs> yeah. still bad, they're so still they probably, don't fall as far. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not but I, th- I think as, as far as like that sort of that level of like fast casual or whatever, Franco Manca is is nicer. And better and also cheaper. Mm. Um, so that, you, the third one yeah. is the real. It's yeah. like when you one of those kind of like pick two of three things. Yeah, yeah. Except when you've got all three, it's like well, you know, there's no competition, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, so like the official mem has recommends. I suppose I yeah. can't. Yeah, I might think it's bad. But, yeah, but go to I one say, half of mem has recommends. Yeah. I mean, it's right. Like go to if you if you go to a local uh, your local uh, pizza restaurant in Brighton, I can recommend Faso Amano and Pureza, both of which have delicious vegan options. Mm-hmm. Both of which are small local chains. Um, they've got a couple of restaurants each. I think three. I think no two. I think they've got so Faso Man has three in the city. Pureza has two in the city, but also one in I won't say London, but possibly also one in I Bristol. Pureza is Pureza. That was I think. I can't actually remember because I get in the time. I get really yeah. confused with COVID because it's one of sure, those things. Yeah, yeah. I think that might have been my first like time going to a restaurant sure. post COVID. Yeah, that was with, that, was that with us? Yeah, yeah with yeah, you. Yeah. 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 And but I, I might actually be wrong because I was saying to Kat the other day like, oh, it's like for ages, like just haven't had normal, you know, just chips. Oh, it's gone weird. Why is it doing this? Why is it recording again? Oh no! Oh well, no! I mean, it seems to be working. What's going? <laughs> um, the systems are being funny today. Point five times every recording yeah. session when Let's you start What's doing going it again? on? Every time the screensaver gets sure. launched, I think it. But it doesn't usually do that. That's the no, fucked I up thing. Know what the fuck's going on? I yeah. hate Windows. Windows is very bad. <laughs> I bet you if we were using Linux to record this, it would be absolutely like dead perfect. Mm. Except occasionally the whole operating system just wouldn't. Just <laughs> my experience of Arch Linux. Arch Linux is twenty years old today. Damn, happy birthday! Uh, which Linux. is the the one where you have to upgrade. I've got it installed. All the Linuxes I've got installed, mm. except for my server, which is the thing that actually matters yeah. or Arch Linux. The server is just Debian because it actually matters. But all, the, <laughs> um, all the Linux stuff I've got is Arch and it does have this thing where you just have to re- remember to upgrade everything yourself. There isn't an, I guess you could do a cron job 
but you, it, that does require you to actually say yes and no to stuff that's sure, being upgraded. Yeah, yeah. So you kind of can't. So you just have to remember to do it, I don't know, once a month. or And so I just don't remember to do it. And then eventually it ends up so far behind the upgrades that it can't upgrade itself. Oh, because no. the if you, if you don't upgrade Arch Linux for, like, in my experience, maybe... F- Six months. If you just li- if you just have a, some some old like laptop like this, yeah, right, yeah. and you just have Arch Linux on it, which is good, it works really well. It's like the ideal kind of thing. It's lightweight. Uh, you have that installed, and then you don't upgrade it for six months because it's just been sitting on top of one of your speakers. And you plug it in again, and finally it, you find that all of the uh, GPG keys or PGP keys mm-hmm. or whichever one it is for all of the people that sign the software that you're downloading no yeah. longer work. Oh no! And you can't upgrade them because you have to just do it manually by like w getting some file. Yeah. And you, basically your whole operating system's broken. You can't upgrade any of your software. Uh, Arch Linux, uh, 20 years old today. Well done. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, so the screensavers, um, uh, Pizza Express. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was saying I didn't have... I was saying to Kat, oh, it's, sure, it, we should no we should chips. go and just yeah. get some chips, just, just normal chips, yeah. you know, just from a yeah. chip shop or a fish and chip kind of thing. Yeah. And I was saying, it's been amazing. I just haven't had fish and chips yeah. for since COVID. And then I was like... That's nonsense. I've had fish and chips like five times. <laughs> like, <laughs> we had some of Martin. We yeah. had some, like that's just complete. That's completely yeah, yeah. not true. But I'm just feeling like loads of things sure. that I normally. In a way, though, that's quite nice because you get to. It's just well, like, yeah. for eight, every for time you were just like. I mean, to be honest, my first time we're doing this in years. Since... Joseph, the first time we've done the podcast for in years. Ages. ages. Great. It's been years since COVID. <laughs> Ever since COVID, it's all just been different. Well, yeah, like I think the last time I had chips you know, like from a chip shop mm. was probably September. Because, you know, chips are something you have when you're out and it's yeah, sunny yeah, yeah. and, you know, you're not really going to necessarily be really like, oh, I'm going to have some chips. Yeah. Just, you know. Um, I, I kind of have more recently, but just because there's a new vegan fish and chip shop that's open uh, on the seafront. I've been there a few times now. Really nice, no catch. I've never had it's vegan fish and chips. How is it? It's, it's surprisingly good. Like it's, it's Because just, I, I yeah. can imagine that would be something yeah. that might work pretty well. Yeah, because, yeah. Because uh, general cod or yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It's, it's got that kind of extreme degree of... Um, what's the word, like tenderness to mm. it, that I, I yeah. imagine you could approximate it reasonably okay with like yeah. vegan ingredients. Exactly, yeah. And, it, and it's, it doesn't taste too much of... Yeah, it's know, not yeah, like yeah, a strong yeah. flavour. Yeah. yeah, it's not like some other kind of fish. I've, I've like not that. tried... They've got a vegan cob, uh, which is great. I think that's just tofu that's been like, you know, sort of prepared and stuff. And it's mm. got like a... It's got a sheet of... Uh, I think it's I think it's seaweed, a sheet. So it's, oh, you like, know, like, like the scales. Yeah, the scale, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which that's, is really... That's quite cool. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and yeah, it, I, think it, I prefer seaweed to the scales. Yeah, and that's pretty nice. Um, they also have haddock, which I've not been brave enough to try because I don't like normal haddock enough, and I'd be in, mm. I don't really want to know what vegan haddock's like. But yeah, and their batter sausage is right as well. So yeah, no catch, pretty good. Pretty good. Um, I'm, I'm I'm a fan. Um, the, the, the chips are very substantial. You know, they're very very chunky. Big chips. Big chunky. Big chunk. Ch- plumpy chips. Big chunguses, yeah. as they say. Chungai. Chungai. Mm. Chungai. I I I remember. I I didn't really know that. What, what people were talking about when they said that but I did see Nigel Farage being made to say it on Cameo by some um, Among Us teenagers mm. which is part of it that was that was one of those like weird you know sometimes like a bunch of stuff just happens on video and you're just like I feel not, not to be not to be one of those like epic people but you're just like like Adam Curtis is really not going to have a hard time 
Then, you know, then yeah, then, yeah. You know, like when him or like whoever is doing the Adam the Adam Curtis AI that just he sets up to do the the Adam Curtis well, thing. Go, going like back to our discussion of, ge- of global geopolitical yeah. events um, that we had last week, yeah. I I, w- I I realized that what I really meant to say when I was talking mm. about you know reading a book mm. uh, in in the future about yeah. about history, what I really meant was watching the ensuing Adam sure. Curtis. Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, where, where there's some big event yeah. right that you know, like nine eleven for example, but then Adam Curtis manages to find some angle that you yeah, haven't yeah, seen. Yeah. Because he knows that well, that's what you want to see. He knows you've yeah, seen yeah. all the normal angles. Yeah. What he wants, to, what he wants you to see is, uh, is is the weird one that's just been discovered where someone's just in a you know in a pizza joint or whatever, yeah. and then there's 9/11 happening. I mean, the bit, the bit and he, and he yeah. does that thing that he does maybe depending. Although his, his his documentaries have just got longer and longer yeah, as it's yeah, gone yeah. on. He used to do it maybe once per documentary, and then it became twice. I think sometimes yeah. it's three times now, yeah. where he just does a whole like maybe three minute segment with yeah. no narration, where he just plays some footage at you. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to whatever that footage is that he picks. <laughs> the current year or two you know i i'm i'm really hoping for one where you get you know there's a sort of you know do 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 and then you have the like the footage of um the the storm like tearing up um the the millennium dome Dome, yeah it's like the Blairite dream had come through. Yeah, <laughs> you, yeah. know, you know, yeah. the, the last vestige. You know, obviously, History it's a bit, it's a bit that, again. I don't know. That's a bit. That's a bit on the nose for him, maybe. But like, it definitely, there definitely would be some sort of like, you know, yeah. The 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 the, the in the same way that the, the the conservatives have finally torn away the last vestiges of the welfare state added under Blair. Um, the, the you know the 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 last the Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and then and as you say, history had begun again. Mm. Um, yeah, we're now almost um, getting towards uh, thirty years of of, uh, of no history, so we're going to have to have some history soon, I think. Yeah. When do you think history did begin again? Nine eleven? Do you think do you think nine eleven was a historical event? Yeah, probably. You think so? Mm. Yeah. I know this is what, it's one of those things where like people on the on the internet really like to argue about that. Um, the, the was, did nine eleven actually matter, or was it well, just I, a cultural uh, thing? I was thinking more about the the end of history stuff, but also yeah. people do love to argue about nine eleven. Mm. Was did, it an art project? Who did it, for instance? Who was it that said it was an art project? <laughs> It's like performance that's, art. That's quite funny. Because <laughs> it was. Yeah. You know, on, on, a, mm. on a kind of Duchampian uh, idea of art, you know. So, well, I mean, what is it that the, the, the surrealist said that the, the most surreal... Was it, was it Duchamp who said the most surrealist act is to, like, walk into a crowd and, like, open fire? <laughs> so, you know, Maybe. Like, argu- arguably, yeah. I mean, it's extremely surrealist. But, yeah, the... Um, the, the <laughs> was Guernica the painting the art or was the, the, uh, the bombing the art? Damn. You know? That is definitely an essay that already exists. Yeah. Um, tell me what you think of the essay and the person that wrote it. If they're good or bad, I don't know. Um. I was, I was, I was reading something interesting the other day about um, like the sort of the, e- like the like the way that these sort of like the essays, you know, the, the sort of online essays that people write. Because that yeah, yeah, sounds yeah, yeah. honestly, that one sounds kind of more like they all kind something of fits that... into, fit into kind of templates. That's like yeah. a seventies essay or maybe yeah. late sixties, and, and it also feels like more sort of like. You wouldn't get it written today. No, and it's it, it it would be something that if if it were written today, it would be something that someone wrote for like a to be edgy in like a there for like a seminar or something like that. Yeah, it'd yeah, be like yeah. it'd be a, like a, a unique thing, not not something that would get like published or get tracked. These are all temporary things designed to appeal to the people that were going to be reading them at the time. And yeah, they kind of don't you know they have to stand in the historical record, but almost they shouldn't because sure. that's not yeah, their, yeah. Their, their purpose. The people that the person that wrote it is probably like a fifty percent chance that they're dead. Yeah, you know? I'm 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 kind of interested in that actually. Like the idea, like. It's it's very tricky because, like, on the one hand, I I have an immense amount of respect for Jason Scott, bless 
for his sartorial choices, but you know, for him as a man, certainly he's he's like I, I, I can yeah. respect him on a meta level yeah. for sticking to those choices, yeah. <laughs> but maybe not for the yeah, choices yeah. themselves. But like, 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 you know, and the, sort of like the Internet Archive and people like that who are really like they 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 have a real dedication to preserving things mm. in a way, you know, and, and like even that, if they're yeah. really stupid, yeah, it's but, like what Wikipedians call inclusionism, yeah. <laughs> so they don't have that on Wikipedia, so they don't call it anything, yeah. But, well, well like, people that have left Wikipedia in disgust, yeah, call inclusionism. But like, like the, the 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 thing that I I find strange about it, I suppose, is that like it, I. So there's. What am I trying to say? Like, I, I remember I've, I've had this... I don't think I've actually had this argument before, but, like, I know there are a bunch of people who say, you know, like, whatever, you know, anything that you put on the internet is there forever. Mm. And then there are obviously a bunch of people who say, that, well, that's not the case, you know, look, link rot is... You know this massive yeah, yeah, like fifty yeah. percent of links go within a few years or whatever. I'm absolutely. I've had that. This, I take my shit off. I have had so this week um, a situation where mm. I was reading a page and I couldn't get to it and I had to mm. re- read it on uh, the Internet Archive, mm. right, the Wayback Machine. And then in the page I was reading, which was a forum discussion, there was people in that forum discussion linking to pages on the Wayback Machine mm. because even when that mm. now defunct page was written, people were having to use the Wayback Machine to get articles uh, that they couldn't get to to reference them in a forum discussion which is now itself lost yeah so yeah that's kind of the way it is in 2020 yeah too. no exactly and that, that, that is, it's funny that because i was thinking about that the other day i was like the internet archive has been around for since what the, the 90s now yeah like, it started when did it start it's like, very 90... prescient like mid 90s yeah mid 90s yeah. so like because you can I, I was i was i know that there are you know versions approximately 95 go, I yeah think. yeah that, that go back you know on the way back machine there's stuff that goes back that far which is very impressive mm-hmm. um but like i the more i the more i sort of think about it the more i'm like is that so that yeah the the argument that you get is like people think that the, the problem with the internet is stuff that's is that stuff sticks around which is true for some things but not for everything right it's like hmm. it, it's it's very but like that that then the trouble is you're kind of like rolling the dice hmm. with that but also like should things like I'm I'm like I guess not on a ethical maybe not the wrong word but like on what what whatever level like should things be preserved in the way that the Internet Archive preserves them. Like, should hmm. well, I'm, I'm not. I, I just, just in terms of like they, you know, there were, I, I know that there's that they've said in the past. Like, there are some people who've been like, you know, I was behaving like an absolute clown on the forum. Like, can you delete this? And they're just like, no. Hmm. Um, which, I, like, on on the one hand, like, I guess that it's difficult to maintain a principle of just like we keep everything up, and then like that if you don't do that then you open yourself up to maybe like more spurious deletion requests and things mm-hmm. like that but that's that's kind of tricky but also like i i know like you know dominic cummings and the gang are really not you know against eu or the eu's data protection laws and all that sort of yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. i think the right to be forgotten stuff is actually pretty like good like i i think the idea that things should be kept around forever is kind of a weird one Mm. And like, it doesn't have much that, precedent. Well, because like the, I think the idea that you, the idea that that it, in some ways maybe it's 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 a return to form. Like it's difficult because I'm not I'm mm. never sure whether or not it's it's like there was like there was maybe a a a, a period of time when things. Before the machines could remember everything, mm. or before we put everything online for things to be remembered, um, that goes back until like sort of i guess pre-industrial revolution where like 
Before that, the majority of your time you could be expected to spend in the same place with the same people who would probably remember everything that you've done for most of your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there was a period where it was well, like... Well, the, the recollection is sure. not as, as uh, forensic as a, as a no, web archive. No, it's, for that's sure. Yeah, yeah, that's the it's thing. filtered yeah, yeah, through yeah. human uh, yeah. decency. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you'd hope, right? That's, yeah. that, that's obviously that's the, that's the thing. Yeah. And they, but, or but, human know, insanity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you've got, you've got, you've got like, a, a, you know, basically from like the dawn of mankind up until like, you know, the, sort of, and obviously not everything was static but like for the majority of people who lived in static settlements hmm. um the like you, you you had dense networks of people you knew and that was you know that was you they, they would remember like almost everything about you and most people didn't leave those hmm. and then you had the the you know sort of capital and capitalism emerging and fragmenting a lot of that stuff as people, you know, society became a lot more mobile in a lot of different ways. People became a lot more mobile, you know, sort of lots of rural and, you know, sort of small urban communities were broken up and industrial bases moved cities and things mm-hmm. like that. When you know, industrial bases were created. Mm. Um, and then you, you kind of lose that level. And I'm not suddenly, just, yeah, suddenly yeah. you're in London and yeah. there's a million people in London. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, 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 so, and, and there's, you know, obviously like, there were still like it's it's funny because like you you feel like every every time you're just like well they, you know there used to be communities recently as X and then you kind of realise that a lot of that stuff was and you know the stuff that's still around is kind of like it's great but a lot of it is still just kind of a, a weird like maybe not a pale reflection but like definitely not the same as the way it used to exist the the mm-hmm. ex- the, the, the the way that that stuff used to exist before yeah there wasn't really a one time yeah. when everything was normal yeah. and now you know the yeah. idea you see yeah, yeah. this a lot in the kind of like historical kind of um, like kind of like temporal revanchism mm-hmm. that you get like yeah. were the 50s the ideal time in sure, britain yeah. or, or were the you know like <laughs> was it was it the 1750s yeah. or what you know yeah. like and but then and then the other thing is obviously you fall into that thing of like well there was no real you could take a snapshot at any point it's like it's like when you think about like a television program that's run for a long time right mm. like when was the, the golden era yeah when Doctor was the golden Who? era yeah well yeah because William the, the, yeah but there there are there are points along the way where Several like the, everybody has in their head an image of or like a, a set of ideas of all the things that make. If you use this example, Doctor Who, Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. But like, if you take any specific, it's like it's like trying to um, integrate a, a point or whatever. Like, there's, yeah, yeah. there's no, there's there'll be zero at any specific point mm. because there's no, the, you know, the, the the area under the curve, or whatever. Because there's no actual um, like. All of those things almost never coincide. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's as much above the line as there is below. Yeah, yeah. all the stuff almost never coincides. Like it's all there, and maybe there are periods where like more of it is present, Hmm. but it's not on a long, long enough time horizon. Yeah, but like so, presumably, then if you're born in the last hundred years, Mm -hmm. then your average kind of thing of when the normal time is will just be fifty years ago. Sure, just just statistically, right? Yeah. So everyone's going to be yearning for the year from for you know, and that maybe bears out based on how people tend to have nostalgia or. Sure, but in terms of like communities building and stuff, yeah, that is it is kind of interesting to that. I've got a card that's all about this. I don't know which card it it's is. Friday pub. Uh, yeah, Friday pub. I mean, that's one yeah. of them. Oh fuck! Oh, sorry. We've got one that's simply called societies. Societies. Because I was reading, yeah. I was reading um, uh, an unusual. You know, when almost reading something through a series of lenses is kind of more interesting than reading the primary source. And this, yeah. one, I suppose, would be like tertiary source or even sure. more which was the the Scott Alexander review of 
uh, is it Edward Pease's History of the Fabian Society? Sure, yeah. Which I read, is, I read so that one a while ago. So it's basically, you know, Marxism and socialism yeah. of the mid-19th century filtered through British middle classes of the late 19th yeah. century, filtered through Edward Pease in 1916, filtered through Scott Alexander in about 100 years later. Yeah. And it was very interesting how much the, the core um, elements of it that seem to be kind of bursting to get through as the main actual things that want to be talked about in the in, yeah. in the in the source, uh, as opposed to the things that you are trying to anyone's trying to glean from it today, are not to do with anything to do with politics really, but to do with the, <coughs> for, to do with the formation of kind of social groupings and societies and uh, al- almost like uh, you know like social clubs kind of thing, and the idea of uh, f- focusing on politically the conglomeration of people into social organizations more so than any actual specific uh, political alliances those sure. almost come second or third yeah and that's something which i think even scott alexander seems to recognize as, as kind of like well this is this is this is kind of interesting this is weird i keep talking about politics but actually it seems that these people weren't very interested in in that level of politics like yeah. identity the idea of their, their identity or who they mm-hmm. who they particularly were yeah. and in his estimation or at least in the estimations of all the people down the chain, yeah. they were reasonably successful at what they were doing, uh, which is kind of an interesting kind of thing, almost like having a thriving society in terms of your particular social grouping in that mm-hmm. society seems to be more successful than having specifically uh, arranged your politics in such a way that it creates a society of its own. That almost yeah. doesn't seem to ever happen. Sure. So it's almost like the buzz follows the, the like the ideas yeah, yeah, yeah. follow the buzz. The buzz yeah, doesn't follow got, the you've ideas. You've got to actually motivate people. I mean, also yeah. a lot of it's ascribed to having you know um, a lot of uh, very successful and smart public sure. intellectuals on the on the side at the yeah. crucial moments. You know, like yeah. sure and so on. Mm. But it's kind of I don't. Know, it seems kind of interesting to me that like. It is a bit of a, like, you know, if you build it, they will come kind of thing. And thinking about that in terms of, like, public life and involvement in local politics and stuff, Mm. which is obviously a thing that, you know... Scott Alexander tried to draw the comparison. I mean, I don't think he actually directly draws the Mm. comparison, but the the comparison between kind of the um, Reaganites getting on school boards versus what, you know, the middle-class socialists Mm. were doing in, in, you know, random places in the country and Mm. in the formation of the Labour Party and so on, all that kind of stuff. And the idea of having uh, specifically just focusing on local things for like 20 to 40 years and then... You know, when you get the second generation of people who have grown up in that sort of milieu, then you end up with that kind of thing. And it seemed kind of interesting to me that like the the focus on that that degree of society building almost being necessary when the thing that you want to happen requires a society that's substantially different from your own, or requires in that in the case of of uh, of you know, I suppose what became you know, social democracy of the 20th century was a a kind of coalition between kind of disparate groups like the middle classes and yeah. especially like post-war, the middle classes and working classes and so on that I and, and presumably like the forces of capital that were arrayed in, in a sudden uh, agreement that they needed to do something to distract from the yeah, like, they, actual yeah. communism yeah. that was becoming very successful <laughs> well, in other yeah, parts yeah, of the world, yeah. you know. It, it just, it, yeah, it seems interesting to me that you can't, that, that I, I've seen so many kind of debunkings of either, if you build it they will come over sure, the last yeah. like 10 years yeah. in, in the form of various essays that you can just find some book from 1916 like yeah we're just bumbling around and just doing a bunch of stuff yeah and whether this is our exact thing or not it seemed to be quite successful so uh 
you know, and, and it seems like there's maybe something going unsaid there. I'm not sure, but yeah, I, I, I remember that particular. I've not read it for a while, but mm. I do remember that particular review. It was very interesting to me because there was a lot of stuff around. Like, I'm always fascinated about like where I never focus yeah. on the same things that someone like Scott Alexander yeah, yeah, would about yeah. that kind of thing yeah. because he's focusing on, on almost on a kind of like. Well, of course, these socialists eventually failed, and, yeah, and yeah. <laughs> everyone about the time like no one could figure out any arguments against yeah, them. Yeah. They were untouchable because it was obvious that you know yeah, yeah. neoliberalism well, and uh, you know yeah. all that kind of stuff hadn't been thought of, and so no one had any way of beating them. <laughs> these, these socialists were just unstoppable. Yeah, well, it's it, it, I think it's one of those things where it's like you also see what the perception of things like the inside view versus the outside view on these things is yeah, yeah. like the, so the inside view for these people is very clearly like that sort of oh yeah we just kind of yeah you know just, just work it out just sort of bumble along just, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah sort yeah. of like almost like they're you know tripping into success whereas like that obviously like aligns that there are a lot of people like working very hard at their various kind of bits kind of yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like but you know, maybe there is a degree of that. Maybe there is a degree of like, you know, to I guess as 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 the as the you know the, the, the sort of lads would say, the sort of a bit more of an invisible hand exercises itself if you don't. Mm. Or like, or actually, no, a, a, the the invisible hand wouldn't be the best analogy here. I think maybe the hidden hand would mm. be a. There's a, a, a factor thing. in there that you're yeah. multiplying by, yeah. but you don't know what it is. Yeah. And you need to find it. You 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 want to. You don't want to be. Maybe you're like the thing you you. Well, just like less directness is sometimes good. Like mm. sometimes you want to just go straight for the thing that you want, but sometimes you can get better outcomes if you're not optimizing for whatever the immediate outcomes you're looking for are. Like I've, I've kind of gone back and forth on this because like part of me is like, I don't think you should make... So it, 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 it's tricky, I guess. Like but the specific but, focus yeah. I was thinking was the idea of that it was societies, but like it's yeah. it's called the Fabian Society. Yeah. It's a, it's it's like a social club, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah. That's its that's its main thing, right? It's a society. Yeah. It's not a political organisation necessarily. It's not a think tank in the modern sure. way, although it yeah. is all those things, yeah. right? But in contrast to you know um, revolutionary parties mm. or whatever, which tend to have the concept of the party or the vanguard mm. as part of their main kind of organising mm. structure, yeah. but they're not primarily designed to be a social club sure and maybe this only is, works yeah. in relatively comfortable situations like the, <laughs> yeah. the English middle I mean, class I mean, I think the that, yeah well that's century, that's the thing because like so much I, I think about like comparators here and I come up with things like the Bloomsbury group mm-hmm. where it was like it's basically I mean there was a, a mix of people there but like you get and effectively, it's just like, you know, uh, it would be caricaturing it to say it's a bunch of, um, you know, toffee snobs at Oxbridge who mm. did a bunch of stuff that was like illegal for people who were poorer. And, but they got um, away with it somehow. You know, but they Isn't that amazing? Yeah. That they, they, yeah. would, no, they got away with it, Adam, because they were just yeah. so creative. And yeah. That was how they got away with it. They were just so yeah. next level that no one could catch up with them. But like, it, I mean, but the other thing is, like, part of it is if you, like, with the correct... Um, Co- coincidence of factors you can get a social like you can basically just get a load of mates who mm. can like exert who can, who can like by by force of just yeah, being yeah, really for- cool <laughs> um change things but the trouble is you can't optimize for being cool i was thinking about this in terms mm. of or at least you can't i don't think optimize it's a moving for being target cool. and yeah, also it's yeah. very it's very small target yeah and and it, it it can often like be counter to certain objectives that you have like i think it's interesting you know, the, the thing about the societies is really interesting because like it like it is the you know the sort of the opposite way of working because like the mm. you know people talk a lot about things like the you know sort of like mid 20th century italian communist party mm. which was for various reasons um almost a sort of like had a sort of shadow state 
like component to it, or at least mm-hmm. in, in terms of like state provision. So Maoist. they would do it also. <laughs> but like they do was it's not, not not in that sense. Well, maybe in that sense. The Italo uh, Soviet yeah, split. Yeah. <laughs> but like more in terms of like they had you know, they were like a load of people like if you were in it and there were like millions of people who were in it, like you could live your life through like you know with mm. with like the majority of your interactions or like social stuff you know you they they'd have like you know dances for the members and you know this for the members and bike rides for the members and everyone all the members would be mates you know that that would be your your mm. clique would be like those people i think it's almost structured but, like like mm. the sort of like the ecclesiastical kind of like you know like the three estates or whatever sure, like, yeah, it's yeah. almost like structured a little bit like that mm. the idea of this that you know the siloed off idea of that these are the people of god and they have their own kind of assets and and things mm. that they can put to work and yeah. then these you know it almost seems like it has that kind of sure. dimension to it except it's just like the you know. Yeah, and it's self self organized. I, mean, I don't know how self organized it was. Presumably there was a uh, there was a degree of. T- I'm not I'm not an expert in it, but it's the thing that people. One of the things that people always or like the I think German uh, social democrats had a sort of similar thing for a while there. Mm. Like there are these things where the party itself, but that's again that's sort of more like the the it's the inverse of that in as much as it sort of it 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 became. You know, it was the 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 political organisation that then became like a large social group, but it wasn't a society in the same way that you're talking about. Mm. May, like partly, I suspect, like the reason that 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 you get that sort of thing is because, like, I mean, a lot of the individual members were very successful and big in whatever they did, be yeah. it playwriting or eugenics, yeah. or both, yeah. <laughs> or, you know, yeah. or whatever, whatever it is. I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm just, I, I, I mean, it's true, but it's also uh, yeah, at the time you know, it just had to be in sure, eugenics. Oh, absolutely, it was the, it yeah, was yeah, the big yeah. thing. But like. That you know that they anyway in a similar way to the Bloomsbury Group, right? Like yeah. because they were they were some of them were successful through it, but like you also had people on on the periphery, like you know John Maynard Keynes, who was like the mm. most influential economist of the or one of the most influential yeah. economists yeah. of the twentieth century. So like you had this other thing where it was just like they were also because they were basically like plugged into the networks. Because again, Oxbridge. Well, that's it. The networks, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like it, it turns out that. You can get your message out to a million people, but maybe out of that million people, there may be like 10 people that really matter or like 10 people that matter on an outsized way to the others. Yeah. And that maybe conflicts slightly. I feel like the, the, is, the, the yeah, idea yeah. of that, this is, this, that is the main revolutionary. Mm. It's like CPM, right? That's the sure, main yeah, revolutionary yeah. versus versus uh, evolutionary kind of political, uh, you know, praxis split mm. is on that level of, well, do you influence people through the people who are already powerful or do you seize the power using uh, dropping down from culture into a yeah. basic material analysis of tanks and stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, and that, what, yeah, that's, those are both sort of things, yeah. I, th- I guess, that can be done. Yeah, but that's a good point, actually, because it sort of does almost like... It's almost a sort of... Do you follow the roads into power or do you yeah. go off-road? It's almost a parallel... How muddy is it? Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's something that sort of like is a third way... Not like mm. that. Um, fifth no, no, but 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 like between. So you've got like the 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 um. Oh, here's a name we've not mentioned in a while. The Milo people. Oh, that is very uh, retro. Real, What's Milo throwback, up to throwback. Now? Um, I don't know. He got kicked off social media because he. Bleep that actually because I can't, I can't remember any of the details and it might be libelous. Um, beep. Um, he, thank you. Um, uh, but yeah, like I think I think he got kicked off all of social media and now he's just like uh, you know in in various like large group chats or whatever saying 
hey, please, uh, you know, please give me money for whatever it is I do now. Was um, that like on Discord? Yeah, I guess. Like, I don't know. I, I just like, he, I, I don't really, I think because he's not on social media, it's just more difficult to follow. But like th- th- him and like Bannon and people like that are, really of the belief that politics is downstream from culture mm. materialists would tend to believe that like it's it's the other way around but also maybe you have to be a bit more dialectical about it and think that like wherever you st- like, well, you know well, maybe there's 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 a more there's a, a greater influence one way or the other but obviously like there is a mutual influence and the these this lot are just like starting at one point in the cycle but it's because they're not perhaps maybe because they're not trying to directly do the thing that they're looking for like obviously they have goals and objectives but the thing that you get from you know that again it's been a long time since i read it the thing you get from that is mm. that it's not like all of their energies were going into this one thing mm. it's like that was a th- th- there were certain things that they were interested in and they were all focused on a whole bunch of other stuff but like because they were you know, they had this network or whatever. It, they maybe it just so happened that on a, on a yeah. kind of like, in the, yeah, the, the, you're downstream from culture in the sense that you're downstream from social culture. You're mm-hmm. downstream from the idea of the people around you are affecting you in some way. Yeah. And if even some of the people around you or people that you have respect for are people who already have power. Mm-hmm. And if there's any kind of like uh, mutuality in that, that that probably just inherently gives you power in terms of anything you do because you're going to end up knowing the the, the the levers of power in the way that you do that it's going to actually in you know, 20 years or 50 years time in the case mm. it evolve into some kind of actual social results but yeah it, it's I think it's almost a little bit like the kind of the idea of like induced demand of the idea that like well capitalism is meant to react to capitalism meant to react to the the consumer mm. when they kind of modern consumerist sure. capitalism thing yeah, that the price signals sent by individual consumers in aggregate control the res- the allocation of resources uh, and that obviously that's like a one way thing but in reality yeah. it is a, it is like a, a, a loop it is like a you know yeah. a, a cybernetic system right it, you've got like a closed loop uh, system yeah. yeah so you end up with a system where you know you you will in some way if you can advantageously shape culture and society to have a certain kind of demand that you're able to easily fulfill then you're going to want to do that and that is as it as it seems to be possible to do and politics probably works in a similar way and it probably works in the same way when it comes to uh specifically the idea of like whether you can curate culture in such a way where the bits that go through into culture and get popular are the things that give you advantages which then allow you to create culture more it probably works like that, but maybe not in all cases because it's probably a little bit fractal, a little bit sort of complicated. So, I mean, that's sort of the thing. It's working out the cases where they are and where they aren't on like a local level. Yeah. Because I think anything which that has that kind of fractal structure is much e- like if you can make it work on a local level and I just mean like maybe on a local level like local politics like council elections sure. or whatever but maybe just on a kind of what's going on this week on Twitter sure, or yeah, yeah. what's going on on the people that I know on Twitter or, or something if you can make something work on that level and, and then scale that up um, I feel like that's the the big kind of thing is if you can actually flip in you know like flip enough little little things that then you start to flip other things somewhere else but that's sort of the problem is working out how to to kind of to model that because it just becomes chaos after the first couple of iterations of of oh now this affects this and this affects that so i don't know that's the problem with any kind of grassroots thing i suppose maybe you just need to do like just loads and loads of data acquisition and just do loads of focus groups or whatever it is that 
you know that's called the third way Adam focus groups <laughs> it's been kind of interesting the last week seeing all of the like the stuff to do with um, Ukrainian refugees mm-hmm. and um, how there wasn't any announcement because they had to wait presumably for the focus groups Yeah, and then when it came back it was exactly the sort of thing that focus groups would say like <laughs> oh individual people can can, yeah. ha- can have can welcome Ukrainians mm. into you know that was the thing that they compromised yeah. on I, they found like a large number of people that were fully for it mm. and a surprisingly large number of people that were fully against it and then uh, some number of people in the middle that sort of seemed to have an idea that sounded similar to a bunch of other people in the middle that yeah. was a sort of compromise that would sort of sound good to the newspapers and then that's you know <laughs> normally it's not in such stark relief where yeah, yeah, a big yeah. issue happens the government has to work out what to do with it yeah. they work, they're not doing anything people are asking them what are you going to do about this and then when they come out of an answer it's clearly kind of gone through that particular yeah, 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 yeah. this is an example of definitely that yeah. um, but I guess it's just how the cookie the cookie crumbles how the sausage is made how the yeah. what's another one um what's that oh is it rain is it or is that the speakers being buzzy i think it's raining yeah yeah it's got quite heavy all of a sudden hmm. yeah they've been they've been doing work on the well they've had this scaffolding up outside for like literally since like november or october and they finally, in like the last two weeks, actually started going out on there and doing shit. <laughs> and what they've been doing effectively uh, extends to, at least today and yesterday, breaking a lot of our windows. <laughs> <laughs> so I've had like, I've had like the curtains closed because, yeah. you know, you don't want to sort of really have yeah. some guy peering in. Um, but I've just been hearing a lot of, oh, there's another one. There's, I've done another one. <laughs> And then you just ah. hear like, Lee, I've done another one, another window, I've done another pane of glass. <laughs> and then, you know, so then today they've been replacing some of the panes of glass out there. And, uh, and also the fire escape has just got like a huge hole in it because uh, basically it's rusted over several oh, years. Gosh. So they've had to like dr- um, drill holes in the existing one and put like some large pieces of like plate steel down oh, you know like the, with, yeah, the, with, the, yeah. with the, um, the, the, the grip the, yeah yeah the grips to r- uh, what's it called diamond tile or something yeah. um they're basically just been doing that outside the window all week so that's been kind of kind of noisy lots of angle grinders and you know that's a that's a thing i really associate with um robot wars because i think part yeah, of one yeah, of our yeah. part of one of it's like one of the graphics but i think part of one of our robots like used some of that yeah, yeah, with yeah. that like tile on it like yeah. as, a, as as like part of the the it, I mean, it looks know, sort good. of the armor cover it's that the, yeah. the 90s industrial aesthetic is yeah. that and also uh, the, the 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 yellow and black like hazard tape yes those two specific yeah, things it's extremely is, robot wars it's Every every fucking video game that you ever play that's mm. from the nineties looks like that. Like Final yeah. Fantasy VII looks like that. All the yeah. shit like Half Life has a lot of it in, although not as much as you think. Yeah. Um, yeah. All that kind of like um, I think it descends probably from like the Hacienda, the nightclub. Sure. I think that might be where it comes from, which was like mid eighties. I think started mid to late eighties. So yeah, there's 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 my uh, uh, Anything anything else going on? Um, yeah, they keep breaking the windows. They've been putting new... These two panes of glass, the bottom yeah. left two are new because they've broken those. I think the top right one was already broken before. Sure. Uh, so I don't know if they're going to replace that. I don't know. But there's been a nice sort of putty smell, nice. window putty. So. so what are they actually doing? <laughs> uh, I think they're just generally... Well, so they've replaced the entire roof on, oh, the, gosh. on, the, on the building. But I think they're just generally doing maintenance. Sure, yeah. Because I guess it just costs a lot of money to put loads of scaffolding yeah. up for however long it is. So I presume that they're just going to try and get everything done. They seem to be, like, painting all the windows and things and also breaking them. So, you know. There we go. Nice. I don't know how long it's going to go on for. It's been kind of annoying this week. 
Yeah. But there you go. Oh, it's got to be done. Having to think about house maintenance stuff is really... Because like, I'm, I'm thinking mm. about maybe looking at possibly buying a flat. Mm. And that is... I mean, it's obviously a big thing. But also, like, I, part of me is just like... Then you do have to pay for all the maintenance. It depends how it's. It depends what maintenance you're speaking. Because yeah. if it's if the if the place is um, if you've got like a freehold, generally yeah. the, even then the building is still like managed by some kind sure. of. Yeah, it's yeah. usually like the, all the freeholders in the building, or yeah, they vote yeah. on stuff, right? Yeah. But generally, you'd have to pay for that. But if there's somebody, if there's like a, if they just outsource it to some management firm, yeah. then generally they just sort of deal with it, and you sure. just have to pay several grand every few years yeah, and yeah. that's kind of it yeah. um which i mean it, it would be it would be shared ownership um yeah so i guess that would that would maybe cover some of it yeah like well because i remember it, it depends yeah. on the specific lease agrees because i've been going through this with my mum the last sure. couple of years because she's doing some legal stuff with yeah. that uh dealing with lawyers and stuff it's one of those things um lawyers are definite type of, especially property lawyers they're a definite type of person yeah i've i've learned over the last year um but one thing which seemed very specific was all, and, I, and it's probably varies depending on the property, but which things you as the uh, leaseholder or freeholder are liable for versus the, yeah. the, 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 the shared ownership part. And I think it extends to literally everything on the surface of the building. So, for example, panes of glass... Uh, you have to replace yourself if you break them, but obviously, if like they, in this case, yeah. you know, we don't yeah, have to, yeah. or the, our land, our landlord sure. doesn't have to yeah. do, uh, b- uh, replace them. Mm. But um, everything on the outside, like painting the outside of the window frames, yeah. is the sh- is the building's owner, but the inside isn't. Yeah, uh, and all these things are like that, right? So everything that's just on the surface of the building, like the, you know, if you sort of did the you yeah, know, yeah. projection from the outside to the inside, yeah, that that wouldn't be that. That would just basically be you'd have to pay a bunch of money, and then somebody else. Yeah, you might get some sort of voting thing on it. You know, it's so bizarre. It really depends. It's it, it's just like polit- everything becomes politics yeah. in the end because depending on you know if all the other people in your building, the the flat that you're that, you, yeah. that you've bought, are all just like absentee landlords you yeah. might get complete political control of yeah. what goes on because you might be the only person that bothers to turn up for yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. you know they might just let whatever oh which uh, company are we going to contract out all yeah. the work to oh, okay. they just go with whoever yeah. the, the property management or yeah. the building management recommends but if you've got an idea then you can propose it and then you yeah. get them all to agree and then yeah. you know that's it so that's the thing yeah but if you are like a leaseholder then probably probably can't yeah it's all politics you know except it's not got it's not an actual proper pure democracy there's not universal suffrage for uh no. property owners <laughs> well they shouldn't it's be the way it used to be. <laughs> yeah um what else have we got uh societies mm. um friday pub we kind of talked about that didn't we um Analytics. Yeah, wake up, check my analytics. What's up, gang? What's You're up, listening gang? to the Dom Dashboard Hour. Real <laughs> Dashboard Hours at Racist Airhorn. Let's go. <laughs> is there a, so I think is there a non-racist Airhorn <laughs> that we can use? <laughs> just the normal air. Whenever I think of... I just, I just think of that thing that's... Um, um, computer sets, set, set a course for Slate Star Codex makes racist lady <laughs> Whatever that tweet was, <laughs> you know, but, but like commercial considerations oh, I from. I think we've lost a bunch of. Oh no! It's on auto. Oh, that's why it's doing it. It's cutting oh, no. shit out. I don't know. So this this is going to be an interesting episode. Because I'm it's really be, yeah. yeah the, the, it's basically no. The yeah. real reason why so much shit has been yeah. cut out. There's been a lot of libel yeah. on this episode. <laughs> 
<laughs> so if there's been like yeah. gaps when we've been talking, yeah, it was just assumed that was all like just the yeah. Most, there's the been worst, a lot of stuff because you could imagine. it's been one of those weeks where you just really want to spiral off into libel. Yeah. Just like, we've, we've both been doing it. <laughs> yeah, we've both yeah. got to own up. Um, yeah. So this, this energy dashboard, right? Yeah, yeah it's still going. Um, this, <laughs> <laughs> this energy dashboard. One weird trick to not make the audio pause whenever you yeah, close yeah, the yeah. window. Um, Ener- this energy dashboard, yeah. what's what's amazed me about it is not only that uh, wind is like... Fall- hang on. So, or, the second thing is that yeah. it's basically live. Sure. It's not something that you read in a textbook that yeah. comes out like every two years. Yeah. But it, you can get it as of the last 10 minutes. Where, where is it? Is it like, does National Grid have an API or something? Yeah, this like is that? just, there's a bunch of different websites that display the National Grid's API sure. for this. And this is the one that has the nicest mm. graphs that, you know, show the areas. Yeah. So it shows you not only the current pie chart and, and the same thing, but mm. I guess into three categories yeah but it also shows you over every half an hour as a as a uh, oh, sure. area chart yeah. which is re- and which is really nice because it shows you we're we're kind of just around around the time we start this podcast that's like about mm. peak energy usage sure, i think yeah and it gradually declines as people yeah. stop doing their uh, their dinners on their electric mm. ovens or whatever <sighs> that is, um, it is absolutely bonkers but you me. can literally yeah. get this every every 10 minutes you yeah. can get this data and it's like very precise and also it's like very positive mm. Like I guess yeah, fossil... look how big and consistent a, a fraction of that wind is. Yeah, yeah. I That's mean, like what forty percent, something like that. Yeah, I mean, what is it? Yeah, thirty nine. Thirty nine percent. Yeah, yeah. And then and gas is twenty six percent. Sure. And then the third largest nuclear, which is fifteen. Which the nuclear thought, is, yeah, is way nuclear, more than nuclear is, is a much yeah, higher. This yeah. is all the stuff. Like this is like incredibly positive. Mm. Obviously, that you know maybe need to yeah. do a bit more, right? Yeah. You need to get this down more. Yeah. Um, solar is uh, currently. Uh, I mean, it's just yeah. Looking here. looking at it on that. Although, on that although at the moment, it's yeah. because it's. I mean, it's dark yeah. now outside, but. Um, the peak solar is about 2%. Sure. And that's in March, so we're yeah. not getting that much light. No. Although that was another thing I was thinking about. We're actually coming up to the equinox now, mm. so we're getting to that period where next week, I think it will still be light, maybe, when you get here. Yeah, that's that, because right? that was what I, I think was thinking. This is I was, the, yeah, it was yeah. light when I left. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was, I was just thinking mm. about that. I was trying to work it out, because I think we're currently gaining one to two minutes of daylight sure. every day, maybe yeah. two to three. I don't know. I have to work it out. But equinox, I think, is the... Is it the Sunday? After, yeah, Sunday or whatever, if it's the twentieth or twenty-first. So yeah, we're coming up to it, the, and that's the period which I find the most exciting, mm. more so than the solstice, because on a solstice, the amount of daylight every day is changing the least. Yeah. But in an equinox, yeah, it's you want, changing you the, the most. You want, of, you exactly, yeah. you, want, you want the derivative. Mm. Um, so yeah, so very positive on this. Positive on on uh, the dashboard. Yeah. I like a dashboard. Yeah. I feel like I'm. <laughs> My OODA loop is fully connected now. <laughs> oh, dear. Again. Oh, 710. Yeah. Like it's refreshed. Mm. So it was only two minutes ago. There we go. That's really cool. Mm. Like, I'm, I'm also impressed at how, like, yeah, how, how fresh the data is. Because, like, like I, I think I've been... Because I've been thinking about, like, how you can present... Because I, I, want, I want to do some, like... I think this is a good dashboard. For because there's a but, purpose. Yeah, this is, this there's is, like, there's yeah. a reason for it. Mm. And also it works. Yeah. And there's only like really three things. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's also that. That's just like the amount of demand. Yeah. Um, but like, I want to do some data journalism for, for Seagull. But like, just looking at this, I'm just like, wow, you can present really simple data in a really compelling way. And it just... It... I like the colours. Also, actually, also like. the, the lads, the, 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 uh, the, the stacked um, bar chart for... 
um, the current enemy generation by type really looks like one of those like what's this cartoon oh, yeah, series I was minimalist that. Yeah. I was, who, who is it that wears like a teal yeah Someone, a, tall, a, tall, a, tall, a tall person wearing all teal with grey hair and a small purple blob mm. um, it's it's, uh, oh, it's Ronald McDonald Grimace and uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, that's, it's, it's, but yeah like you say it's it's really like it feels positive just looking at because like you know obviously it's, it's sort of because I knew that we were actually doing a lot better yeah. than because this is the thing because when people actually are when when policies are successful yeah. you don't they don't really get reported on that yeah. much because obviously there isn't much push to right but I think maybe they ought to be mm. the idea of like well we have actually achieved a lot yeah. so I was thinking about this with, the, with, the, with regard to like the idea of like morale in war which has obviously been a big topic at the moment Mm. and the idea of like when you see propaganda or you see myths but the myths are spread uh, as a kind of noble lie or Mm. as a kind of the idea is that well this isn't actually true but if we all believe in it we can make it true or the idea of it having to be true or not will become irrelevant because we will have succeeded in some big other task that Mm. makes the whole thing you know not really and on a level of kind of like as a you know as a rationalist Mm. you're probably going to think well that's really bad because you're spreading lies you know you're like one of those religious people just telling people things that comfort them but on the other hand like the idea of like trying to actually uh spread and facilitate discussion of things that have happened that have been successful I think that that is, you know, it completes the OODA loop, yeah. right? The the idea of like a, the long term thinking and then a long term success actually yeah. happening. I don't think that most people are aware of of this. Maybe because people just aren't really interested. Yeah. But the idea that like the biggest single category of um, energy generation in the UK is yeah. is wind. It feels like there's there's probably. I mean, yeah, there's, in, in the yeah. intervening time since that t- textbook that I read, you know, there's big wing farm, yeah, wing farm yeah. that you can see. Yeah. And so From here. Yeah. Evidently, yeah. I, I'm like, well, so on my personal individual experience of the world, I'm seeing signals that this might be something that's happening. But yeah. until you actually see the dashboard, you know, yeah, yeah. your OOD loop is incomplete. No, I'm sure that the thing is, it's very difficult because like, I think, I mean, I, I can certainly do it personally. It's like, you, you, there are lots of like Twitter accounts where they just like Good news! You haven't heard about kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and you're just like, well, look, I don't. You don't wanna, really just yeah. want to have that all day. Yeah, but but it is useful to leaven your because I think you've got to yeah, like you say, right? It's mm. about morale. You've got to try and like balance. So I've been thinking about the like, idea that yeah. something can even be achieved at all. Yeah. I think is a huge problem yeah, yeah, like yeah. with political activism at the yeah. moment. No, right. absolutely. I mean, I've I've actually no, it's, rainy despair island. Well, no, et cetera, it's et cetera, right. literally it's something I've been thinking and writing a lot about over the last like year or so because I've been like I, I my my problem is basically that like the vibe that um the 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 sort of the 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 left is going for at the moment is kind of like it makes us feel like losers mm. like because we we did we did take a big L a couple of years back and we take a lot of Ls in general but like nobody likes a loser yeah. so you've got to present you've got to project that like air of you know like yeah there's maybe 20 percent of people out yeah. there that do genuinely just think mm. well i'm gonna hedge my bets yeah and i'm gonna try and align mm. my own life in a way with the thing that's mm. most likely to win yeah right it's like well you know whether i like it or not some things are going to win and some things are going to lose yeah. and there's a quite a lot of people out there that just think well i'm not very interested in politics yeah i just want the thing that's probably most likely to win yeah. and so you look at the signals that are being sent out and then then they say well this is, looks like yeah. that things are going to go this way yeah. so i'm going to reorient my life around this and, and also then it's priorities it's, yeah have, it's right? more fun and it feels better to be positive right yeah. like it, it, it's a better vibe now i think the trouble is in a lot of traditional political act- activism it's difficult to get the sort of the, the sugar hits of small you know sort of the, the the small victories yeah yeah because yeah. like 
if you live in somewhere where the if things that actually yeah. matter are very hard to actually yeah, quantify exactly this is why people yeah. like the, the whole point scoring mm. thing right? yeah and it, but it's also hard to do like even if you take like victory condition as getting elected representatives that's something that you get to do like once every few years yeah and it's a very big like it's a it's a big game you know but also it's it's a big like risk reward kind of thing and mm. and it, you're you're you might just like eat shit you and, get yeah you get yeah. about like 200 news cycles between yeah, each yeah, yeah. like yeah. you know and that's but and that's kind of what people go off but and but also yeah there is this this like corrosive cynicism to a lot of people's attitudes that just feels like the kind of thing that isn't going to help any it, it's like it's not helpful and it's not like Use, useful like people aren't getting much out of it like like, like it, it might make you you can you can how sorry how, how are we doing for wind it looks well, like it's, it's, we're, yeah we're up to we're no, still it's still 39. 39 it just looks yeah. looks slightly looks like, it's like, looks, it's like it's sli- the overall yeah. amount has gone down. oh fine okay we've got yeah. slightly more hydro actually oh nice so oh, hydro's that, picked up. That, yeah, yeah. that might be that shit where they they put it into some lock and then yeah, they yeah, put it back yeah. through to, as a sure. the storage. I don't know. Yeah, no, that counts. Yeah, yeah. but the, but the um, what was I saying? Something about um. Uh, oh yeah, negativity. Small, small victories. Yeah. Small being victories. Difficult small to, like, victories are, are difficult, a... difficult to find. But I personally have found most recently, like getting involved in a union is great for that because you've got loads of small. If you, if you there's know, a lot of you, battles. Yeah, there's a lot, it, a lot of smaller it's, battles. It's, it, it's yeah. an organisation specifically yeah. set up as a yeah. almost you know in, uh, intellectual mm-hmm. combat, legal it's, combat. Yeah, right? exactly. You know, and, but, like, the, the there's trouble, skirmishes yeah. that are going, and it also it keeps the whole thing fresh. Yeah. It, it stops that situation where you know nobody's actually engaged in any kind of real behaviour where they have to. Um, actually think tactically yeah. or whatever and the, the for trouble, a long time. The trouble with political parties of course is that the, the, the spaces between the big the big games are long enough that people just end up arguing amongst themselves. Actually, you, I mean obviously they do that a lot anyway. Corporate culture but like, has made that worse in a way in that when you look at um, if you, the, the length of time that people spend at a job, especially in like the, the knowledge work mm-hmm. kind of thing, is getting like shorter and shorter. Yeah. Like the, the, you, most people like in, in the south of England who do a job where they look at a computer all day, I think nowadays like they last at their job maybe two years. Sure. Like and and that's like half of an electoral cycle. Yeah. And that is seems to be like a severe problem. Like mm-hmm. in in terms of if you don't have like direct interests you know like monetary interests in the success of a particular endeavor politically it seems like maybe you'd be more likely to just end up contributing partly but mostly you know yeah on, or at least on a kind of material level, yeah. that that could be like kind of a problem. Well, that, and I think that's that's if you've got one political yeah. group who are kind of a shareholder class and one group who are a kind of worker or volunteer mm. uh, volunteer labour mm. class for yeah. political causes, you maybe that there's a little bit of an imbalance that needs to be looked at in yeah, terms yeah. of longevity. I mean, right? and that is also a problem for unionising as well. Because I can people imagine, move, yeah. yeah, people move on a lot and it's and it's sort of, it also like, you know, a lot of, I mean, if you look at places like Germany where you have very high union density in certain like mm-hmm. skilled fields, there's a lot of like, but the companies are in many cases like a lot of aspects of them are kind of in some ways built around the unions. Yeah, not, that, the unions provide like, the structure yeah, for yeah, the, exactly. Well, it's very different structure. Yeah, then, yeah, right? yeah, because you've got you know unions on the boards and stuff like that. And obviously, some of that is a sop and some of that is bullshit. But mm. like you know, the 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 way that management relates to the workers in a lot of those companies is through the unions, right? Mm. Like, and they don't know, you know, that they, they, they sort of like they didn't really understand how they don't really understand how to do it without like when mm. you know aldi or whatever started opening in 
the US and like there wasn't a there wasn't yeah, yeah, a union yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, the, yeah. Like the German managers they brought over were like, well, what do we what do we do with this? You know, they, where was it yeah. that McDonald's opened in in the nineties or the? It's 80s? Like, I think it was. I think you're thinking of like Denmark or something it, like I that. Think Denmark, it was one right? of the Scandinavian countries, and like they they, they they weren't paying right, and then like all of the unions were yeah. just like there was like a down. general yeah. strike, but yeah. only against McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> like the printers mm. wouldn't wouldn't make like McDonald's yeah, uh, yeah. Like, napkins or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. really good. It might have been yeah, it might have been Sweden or somewhere, but yeah, it was it was exactly that sort of thing which is you know you love to see it yeah um incredible scene yeah and and yeah that sort of thing is is like i don't know i i'm i'm like the more the more i do union stuff the more i'm just like actually this is and it, i'm not even doing that stuff directly i'm just like facilitating that but it feels good mm. for me to hear that we have done x for this member we've done y for that member you know and and, and sort of find stuff out and obviously you know unions get big enough um that you get like you know the, the sort of the internecine squabbles like we're a small part of a large union and i don't really interact too much with the stuff that the cwe does i'm mm. sure this I, mean, I do a bit mostly it just ends up with them saying ah you can't put this motion through to conference it's me getting shitty with them um how long has cwu been around for in its current form so I'm, I'm trying um, to guess i couldn't even guess in yeah. terms of decades how long it's I th- even something that's yeah. been around since like 1800 with some telegraph thing <laughs> yeah or it's been around for like 20 years well, I, I couldn't yeah. tell you my feeling is that in its in its present form because it's, sort I of, it's I, from 1960 i think it got so not yeah 95 was the merger of the national of the union of communication uh, workers and the national communications union because it's made up of because it's right. it's, it's like why it, were there two um what was the beef well i don't think, <laughs> it's one of those things like, i think like part of it was one like, of them were yeah. trots and- <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, so some of the like the, their, their main sort of sec i mean they've got all, all sorts of different sections but like for, as, as i understand it and i'm not a cwu expert by any means their main sort of constituencies are like postal workers and people who work for mm. like telecoms mm. so and, and then within that you had like various different like if you look at any you know you can look at those charts which is just like yeah, watching yeah, the, yeah, you know, yeah. the sort of the amalgamation of very yeah basically yeah. Um, or um, you could, bae systems or yeah you, you could definitely do that for like british unions if you look at like you know so i was i was i was leafing leafing digitally leafing through the hmm. uh, the memoirs of john rogers a trade unionist from from brighton here um who's a, a really cool guy uh who i i have a great deal of respect for um and he's he's a he's a sort of um a sort of unison uh, mm. mainstay so he, he he was on the the exact national executive there for many years and stuff like that um and he was he was he's sort of like talks you can you can hear if you, if you read his memoirs or read his blog as i as i have or talk to him in the pub um <laughs> then he, he will you know you'll sort of you 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 hear a lot about like the way that like once you get to a certain size like it sort of does become a little bit like about the internal stuff in, mm. in the union itself and like obviously everything kind of ends up like that but like the closer you stay it, I, f- I feel like in a, in, in a way it's like a, like all large organisations right like mm. you get the, the, the small scale stuff where you're like clo- you know the sort of the the, 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 the the beat detective or whatever just doing the doing the stuff and then eventually you get pushed up and it's like paperwork and office politics and, mm. and bollocks like that um, where was I going with this oh yeah so, so something I, I did want to, to mention with regards to your sort of morale thing is mm. um uh, something that I, it's I was some positive news. It, no, no, it, it's sadly no. no. It was it was something that I was I was reading about, and I I, I integrated into an article that I wrote, um, which was uh, a term uh, something I mentioned slightly earlier in this episode that was which may or may not have made it in due to the uh, the surrounding uh, uh, libel audio issues, um, libelous audio issues. Um, so the the economist Albert Hirschman uh, came up with this idea called the hiding we hand. Got, we've got one marker on this. <laughs> that's that's the one we actually yeah. need to make sure to <laughs> Yeah, the hiding the, the hiding hand principle, which is basically how like 
if you were if you approach everything completely rationally then you might not attempt things that you could succeed at mm. and so at a degree of irrationality because you don't have is, the information yeah yeah yeah, yeah like perfect rationality mm. is only possible if you have perfect information about everything mm. but you could take yeah. a gamble that you actually yeah you could just imagine that there's information you don't actually have and if you're right then yeah you're and also it's advantageous not to um, sometimes because it means that you are more you feel more able to take those things on even though like mm. it's just like sometimes it's oh, better so to it have is, a degree of like delusion specifically like an explore exploit thing where you yeah. have to do a risky thing to find yeah, out whether you yeah. can do a risky thing yeah. but more that the idea you can do a risky thing at all is yeah. if it's institutionally not uh, seen as a thing that's done yeah. doing it at all opens up doorways in terms of people you know yeah. on, on, on not on the level of actually uh, on praxis yeah. but just on the level of like actual theory doing sure. something that's that's impractical yeah. can sometimes when it does prove yeah. to actually be practical yeah. can open up theory to new, sure. new kind of things and even bef- like the step before that which is just like if you don't know how difficult something's going to be or underestimate how difficult it's going to be, you're more likely to do it. So sometimes it's better not to know because mm. otherwise, because then you're going to go for things that... And I think about this in terms of, 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 of political stuff where, like, mm. sometimes actually, you know, assessing fully or, like, having, or having full command of the information is worse for you because mm. it means that you're more likely to, like... Well, yeah, I mean, we're, I harsh, think we're both yeah. people that like mm. to kind of collect all the information. The raw intelligence, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I like to collect the information and then I like to collect the raw intelligence. Yeah. I like to process the intelligence. Yeah. By, which point, I, by yeah. which point I've now got bored of the entire yeah. <laughs> Um No, yeah, that, that kind of thing of... The, there's probably a lot of things that you can only find out by doing. Mm. And that is kind of an unfortunate truth that people don't really... I, mm. I mean, I say people I really don't like to yeah, admit. Yeah. The idea that you actually just sometimes have to do things and sometimes things do have a cost and sure. you can't completely minimise your cost of like... of um, Your cost of kind of doing... Like any kind of thing that that requires information often requires you to destroy some kind of asset or burn mm. some kind of bridge to get sure. that information. And this could be like Cold War spies, sure. or it could be in the case of what I've been doing this week, fixing an old laptop. Yeah. Right. Sometimes you have to mm. buy two of something to get one that works because you have to mm. take the parts out of you know yeah, yeah, this yeah. kind of thing, right? Mm. And the idea that like oh no, I've ruined, I've ruined this thing. I I did this project and project didn't work and it was a waste of time Mm. and the idea of that well obviously that can be used as a as an example of a failed project but also can be used as a example of gaining information about the thing and but again that becomes difficult on a political level i think because like you're not just messing up yeah you're messing messing up people's lives real stuff yeah Yeah. and when when you're responsible for other people's lives Mm. and it's like you obviously you're going to be a lot more conservative about Mm. what things you do but i think you still have to be able to like take that step sometimes to actually like you know I mean, it's bad enough when it's just something that's entirely your own thing. Yeah, yeah. When it's other people, I think that's when it becomes society. Yeah. And that's, I think, when you kind of need people who are a little bit nuts to do, you know. This is why, like, leaders tend to be a little bit nuts. Sure. And a lot of the bad ones yeah. are, but a lot of the yeah, successful yeah. ones are. Well, because you, you'd need, you need to have, I mean, like, that's, you know, like, oh, oh, okay. let me get the thing. one second. Mm. Just leave it running. Let's keep, just, just, just keep going. Let's just keep, keep rolling. How are you doing today, listener? I hope you're doing well. We we appreciate that you listen to us. You're sending out some good vibes. I'm sending out some good vibes. Yeah, some good vibes. Actually, I suppose I should open the door. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph's doing some pull-ups on his pull-up bar. What's up, Kat? Kat's just got home. How is your Friday pub? Oh, you know, it's not just a Friday pub. 
big pub. The entire like top floor of the building is like a bar. What? It's just like a party. Damn. Like that's even because we were trying. To, we were doing a yeah. debate on what it was. Yeah, we were trying to work like out what it was when like. You go to the pub, but like it's in the office. And there's like loud music in the lobby. So it's not just a bit on the side of the cafe. It's just a bit on the side of the cafeteria then. No, no, it's an entire like fucking bar. But it's like self-serve and there's like... Damn. That's wild. Well, damn. You getting this, listener? Yeah. This is what happens when you've got a 25 billion market cap. Opsec. Yeah. <laughs> we, we're not mentioning we the company. Mentioned we, the company. I, I think I've, we've been we referencing as uh, made unnamed company throughout. Yeah. <laughs> also, I slightly changed the market cap. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it was very nice. Yo, met some new people. Met the office maintenance team. Hung out with them. Got some wild stories. Yeah, it was a good time. It was good fun. Shit. Very good. Sorry. Glad to hear it, Pella. All right. Always. <laughs> Keep it real. Guest spot from Cat there. So Always nice the, to hear from her. See, this is the thing. It's like Chekhov's Friday Pub uh, review. Turns out the Friday Pub sounds even better because yeah. you don't have to go to a pub. That does somebody's egg. And it's free. <laughs> That's the problem with going to a pub in 2022. How much is a pint of... I mean, I know this because we went to Thingy in a few weeks ago, right? Yeah. Before I got COVID. Mm. Um, what was it, like six pounds? It was a lot of money. Oh, it's just really stupid. We've talked about this. Actually. Yeah, we have. This is where we... It used to be two... Yeah. It used to be... Three pounds. This is like definitely two pound eighty. You can see us turning into old men before your very eyes. This is the trouble with having done the podcast for what seven yeah. years or whatever. Is that you? You can really, yeah. You could. Hang on. Fourteen. No, no. This is our eighth. This is our eighth year. Mm. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Hang on. No, twenty fourteen. We started. So it's twenty fourteen. Oh, yeah, we're going sense. into. We we are about yeah. to hit our eighth year. Mm. Um, yeah, we're in the calendar year. Yeah, that will yeah, be our eighth yeah. year. Because mm. yeah, I'm thinking, hang on, I'm because I'm I'm 28, mm. but in a couple of months I'll be like 29. 29. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, same. Um, we have to do that at least once an episode. Yeah. We've got it out of the way. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Um, I, it, it's very funny because I feel like we used to like the the, the vibe of this show has probably changed quite a bit since the, you, you go back and listen to the old stuff I'm sure it like sounds a certain oh, way there's all this also, uh, stuff going on with uh, Gamer Game yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. we're very enthusiastic yeah. and young yeah exactly like, oh yeah Emilio Yiannopoulos is yeah, talking about yeah. uh, there's a thing going on with Gamer Game yeah. uh, it's the first time this has ever happened yeah. Twitter is just ablaze it's really <laughs> going, <laughs> really serious shit going down yeah. on Twitter today Adam yeah <laughs> that's, that's my impression mm. of what I imagine it's like yeah. in 24 we we did. I think we definitely like. So I, I was I was giving out or somewhere about the fact that like, un like like people who want to be successful podcasters have this thing where they'll just like they, 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 they're not really funny or charismatic enough to to actually like carry a show. So they just end up like talking about what people did on Twitter that day or like or like things like repeating <laughs> Twitter jokes, which I feel like we didn't exactly do, but we definitely did like talk a lot more about like. Stuff an on attempt Twitter. to be topical, yeah. and yeah. I think Twitter was the locus of like whatever it is that podcasts are kind of suited for. Sure. That kind of discussion on topics that are like 
they're big enough and interestingly enough that they go well on a on an hour and a half podcast yeah. but they're not actually that important no. and so therefore you can yeah. do one a week and it still doesn't yeah. really I think, do you know what I mean and Twitter did used to be less bad that's the other thing I always forget is like, like, I, I we've mean, changed there, there are probably like, definitely yeah, the changed, maybe too. even yeah. quite good podcasts about like the holocaust mm. but that isn't really like what most podcasts are like it's not the right? vibe is it like yeah, no. you know, for, for, for our, our style of podcasting anyway there's sort of like just, just, just talk just shooting yeah. the breeze yeah. because you, you probably would feel a bit you know, funny doing that about, you know, topics of too much import. Like, they break in occasionally. Well, that's why Twitter out. is... Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Twitter yeah. Is, is the kind of, like, and, uh, you know, and finally, mm-hmm. except yeah. kind of extrapolated over all of society mm-hmm. and also made very important, but only, like, that week. Yeah. I think that's the important part. Mm-hmm. The fact that everyone genuinely has very strong opinions on Twitter, but they only really last for about... 170 hours, give or take, you know, plus or minus two. Yeah, the Stuart, the Stuart Lee line, you know, um, all, all these opinions he has to a deadline in the Sunday Times. <laughs> <laughs> Has that show happened yet, by the way? Uh, yeah, well, I couldn't go because of COVID. Oh, of course, fuck. It was really fucking... What, what's funny as well is that um, Alex, who I was meant to be going with, the other person that was yeah. going also had COVID, so no. he just went on his own. Yeah. His opinion, it was pretty good, so it was pretty good. It was the same as other Stuart Lee shows, yeah, yeah. kind of the same. I think... Uh, apparently he yeah. did a good bit on Alan Bennett. This is my second-hand yeah. review. Nice. And I, said, and I said, is that basically just him doing an Alan Bennett impression? Yeah. And he was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... I, so. I, I'm trying to remember whether that happened last time. I think the thing that I realised... I, I think it was this show or, like, the last... Because I... Ever since, like... I can't remember when, but like I've always gone to see the Stuart Lee shows in Brighton with with Hex, and mm-hmm. I remember the last one that we went to, which I guess was this one the, the last time. Yeah, we were just like, is it just like? I mean, you know, it's 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 obviously always good, but like part of me is just like, is how how the same? Like, I, I, you, yeah. you feel like yeah, you're yeah. starting, to, especially when like he does bits that are just like jokes about other bits. Like, it's funny when he does a bit like he's about to do the, yeah, 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 yeah. It's funny when he like goes like he's about to do the rap singers and then like doesn't. You know, he like he like sort of gestures towards that. It's like, I think that's, that, that's, that, that what this like, is, is almost you know, a horseshoe theory of the of the last thing you were talking about about podcasts, mm-hmm. right? In mm-hmm. that having a world which is all dependent on other people on Twitter saying mm-hmm. stuff to that you can make vague references to in the guise of jokes right yeah. I, oh I knew that reference kind of shit mm. is almost like the, the the polar opposite of having your own internal universe which is all just stuff that you talk about and mm. only you talk about mm. it and so when you people tune into your show they're only really getting a very specific mm. narrow uh, little kind of view yeah. on the world which is exactly yours but it doesn't really relate to the outside sure. world right I think if you're somebody that has an ongoing like canon of work that yeah. you're constantly re-referencing and building upon probably that almost in itself kind of becomes almost the same mm. because then it's almost like referencing Twitter that this big Twitter that's going on, mm. except it's your own yeah. personal. It's as if you were like doing jokes about tweets, but they were just your own tweets from many years yeah. ago, which I'm very much in favour of. <laughs> as someone that wrote some like JavaScript thing that JavaScript thing, which like loads all of my old Mastodon uh, archive mm. and then shows it to me, so I can like filter through nice. it, so I can re- boost my old mm. tweets, which are now six years old. <laughs> so there you go. Even Mastodon is six years old. Yeah. Now. That is weird because yeah. that feels new. Oh, fuck, I'm not going to do this again. But yeah, yeah. um, but Steve, <laughs> here, look, here it is. Here it is. Look, here's my, my old posts. Nice. Is this, is this is this just like the whole thing? Yeah, yeah. Damn. It's amazing what you can do in a browser nowadays when you've got like eight cores, yeah. and thirty-two gigs of memory. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Thought, Aya. Mm, 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 mm. Thought, 
Aya. Sorry, I, I keep doing Jack Tinker pronunciation. Fake I, Jack I, I think we should bring yeah. back Jack Tinker impression. I think yeah, okay. we've had a moratorium for six to, <laughs> yeah. to nine months. After after it turns out... We, when was that? We, it, was, it, would, it would have been like, yeah, it would have been about six-ish months ago because yeah. it was when CM started a job. Like the first week in the job, she literally met Jack Tinker's like, um, you know... Widower, I guess. I don't yeah. know. He's part former partner. What's the word for that? There must. Yeah. It's one of those things where there's probably words in other languages that are yeah. good. Mm. She she showed him one of the videos, and I was like, "That's probably the worst of the videos that you could have chosen." <laughs> and I've just felt a bit funny about doing it since. But yeah. no, no, it's time to bring back. Yeah. Jack Tinker. Um, thought I. Mm. So, uh, it's just because easy hours is outside our flat, so we always go easy hours. Easy hours. <laughs> well, I suppose that's one of those things, like how. You like you know you, you end up like doing a voice mm. and then you then you, cert- you there's a certain thing you say in that voice but then long after you've stopped doing that yeah, voice you, you, you carry still on carry on thing, saying yeah. saying the thing long after you've been mortified by an encounter with <laughs> yeah with uh, yeah with somebody's uh, with somebody's partner um, with that person I was thinking actually thinking of embarrassing things mm. one thing embarrassing thing that happened to me mm. I haven't not many embarrassing things happened to me mm. last embarrassing thing happened to me was mm. today when this guy was working on the things because mm. I just like got out of the shower and I was just sitting here with like just I was, I was wearing I didn't have a top on right I was just sitting there mm. you know <laughs> But you know, that, if, sure. you, yeah, if you if yeah. you identify as male, you're allowed to do that. Yeah. In contrast to many other people mm. who aren't allowed to do yeah. that, right? Um, I was sitting there and just sitting there like with a towel on me, yeah. and then and then these these curtains just opened, and this guy's like, "You're right, I'm just fixing your window." <laughs> <laughs> that was the last time I was yeah. temporarily embarrassed. I do. I, I think a lot about like the, <laughs> those pictures that you see of like people in the 70s who just but like sitting around with their tops off whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think I got the I mean I I got some body insecurities but I, even then even if I it wasn't I'm not sure I'd be like whatever that vibe is. I but. think in the 70s you're like worried about like am I too hairy or not hairy enough, sure. you know. Yeah. Amount of body hair was I think the main thing back then. I don't know what it is now. It's probably like it's probably like a amount of muscles or sure, yeah. whether you've got one of those things where you pour the concrete into the tubs and for your rack of yeah. your uh, you, you know yeah, deadlifting yeah, yeah. whatever. Uh, not deadlifting, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah so uh, other than uh, embarrassing things, yeah. Oh, also, I haven't sorry. embarrassed myself. That's the last thing that happened to me. It was embarrassing. Good builder, st- or not builder, story. Builders, tradesperson, yeah. story. tradesperson. We're turning into a fucking Lance and Swan song. Um, but the um, <laughs> is it the gasman? Yeah, it is the gasman. Is it? No, no it was not the gasman in this case because we don't have gas in the flight. It was the electrician. Mm. Um, he called me Mr. Sanson, etc., etc. No, um, he w- uh, he was doing some stuff to the boiler and then. Um, because we've got an immersion piece because it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. very annoying. Well, I mean, good, maybe at the moment, but you know, well, yeah, uh, it's probably all a wash. I, at this I was, point, talking, isn't it? I was yeah. talking to Alex about this like the, on Monday, yeah. and I was like, you know, that gas is going to go up like 10x mm. at worst, potentially, yeah. it might 8x yeah. more likely. Yeah, and he was like, well, it means that you know, places I'm looking for, like we're looking for a new flat or whatever, yeah. like I'm going to look for places that got electric heating. I'm like, yeah. the thing is, yeah. generally electric heating is like five times more expensive than gas. <laughs> and a lot of it is generated by burning gas. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Although I don't know, if it got really bad, there might be a flipping, sure, yeah. you know, <laughs> the gas um, flipping. But he was he was doing that sort Ethereum of... gas fee. Is that what it's called? <laughs> yeah. Is it called gas fees? Yeah, it called, yeah, yeah. Is it called petrol? No, it's gas, yeah. So he was Vitalik do- Buterin's Russian, right? Uh, Russian Canadian, I think. Russian Canadian. Um, anyway, I'm just trying to trying to yeah. work out the geopolitical significance of this. Um, <laughs> yeah, he was he was he was doing some stuff on the boiler in the hallway, and then um, CM came out of the shower um, and like didn't realise he turned up because she was in the shower when he arrived. Oh right, yeah, and, like yeah, literally, yeah. it was like a sort of like oh no, what I thought she came out with like the towel on, and then she <sighs> except she was she was like it wasn't like ooh, it was like oh. Fuck. 
that, was I very hate that kind it was of it was shit. yeah it was very funny to hear about afterwards um yeah it's kind of like stressful when you've got like cuz the the scaffolding literally just goes around the entire building mm. like there's like a front bit but then sure. like the whole back of the building like yeah. all of the windows everywhere mm. that you can see in like you know the, the kitchen doesn't have like curtains in because there's no point really in a kitchen yeah. like you don't really want curtains in your kitchen i mean you've got space i don't know but like you're just having like you just go to the kitchen and you're just like having some cereal and then you just there's just a guy out there just like <laughs> yeah i don't know it's like hi mate oh so you know i don't have to pay for it yeah so. no that's true one thing sorry one thing replacing really... the glasses the glass that they're breaking yeah. <laughs> for free so I have one, to pay for one thing i really wanted to mention that i was hap- was was occurring to me over the over the, the break mm. we will get to the topic of this card eventually um mm. we, we, we've been when you call the doctors right like i don't know if yours has this but ours mm. has a really nice little loop of you know sort of like muzak over the yes. well, what kind of muzak what goes, kind of genre is it what kind of style is it like what kind of arrangement like what instruments and so on because that to me sounds like it could be a, any kind of like it's got like a bass. A ballad. It's got like a bass doing the bass, and it's got like a. It's like a piano doing the the sort of the melody okay, line, yeah, yeah. I think, um, and just some like I guess some, some strings. I don't know how to describe it. Like string or like washes over the like, like a the pad. Sort of, yeah, pad like pad sound stuff uh, for 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 some of the other sounds, and like it's a very gentle. This is presumably some like library music from like nineteen ninety one. Yeah, but like it's very catchy mm. um, to the point where like. I w- she, we, she was waiting on the phone for the doctors, and then she was like, "Can you play this on the piano?" And I sat down on the piano. I was like, duh, 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 duh. "And then we the, the the person picked up at the time, and she was like, "I'm very sorry, my partner's play, playing your waiting music on the piano." And it occurred to me, most people never hear the waiting music. Yeah, they don't, they don't know. know. Yeah, yeah. It, it's one of those things where it's like, an outside yeah, facing it's, thing. Yeah, it's something that you associate very strongly with that thing, but they, they don't they even have no. They probably have no. It's idea a bit what like a, a world like, where yeah. there were where there are no mirrors, right? Yeah. Nobody knows what they look like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, I mean, in a way, that's almost true. I don't know. Depends how self-aware you are. Damn, yeah, damn, damn, damn. Um, Um, Thought hour, thought hour, Aya, Aya. So um, we talked about this briefly after the show last week because we didn't get a chance to talk about it. Yeah, I came up with this idea last Friday, uh, which was the idea of thought hour. Mm. I was trying to explain it to Cat. I was trying to explain it in the in in the situation of. Uh, well, me and, me and Adam were going to talk about this on the podcast. We didn't get a chance to, so yeah. let me talk to you about it. The idea of thought hour is that once a day, or or once a week, or just once, yeah. ever, you have an entire hour where you just think. And this is presumably something that you can do on a regular basis, mm. unless you do it only once ever. Sure. Um, but the principle of it is that you... Spend an hour where you mainly focus on thinking. You don't do anything. Sure. The, and, and the idea is specifically there's not meant to be a product to the yeah. thing that you do. You're not meant to result in any yeah, particular. Yeah. There's not meant to be a thing that you're writing down. Undirected. Blue yeah, sky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's re- and I think it's better to um, clarify like what things you're not allowed to do. Mm. So you are allowed to like walk, mm. but you're not really specifically allowed to go on a journey, right? You just so, like this is like D and D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Rules, right? It's like, more restrictive than than a D and D short yeah. rest or long rest, right? I yeah. think. I don't know. Long rest, you're allowed to be awake, but you're not really like allowed to do much. You're allowed to read and mm. stuff. Yeah. During thought hour, you're not allowed to say like read a book. 
because you're not really thinking then you're sure. reading right you i mean you're thinking but you're thinking specifically about something um you're not you're not allowed to like go somewhere other than somewhere that you might already just randomly be if you were doing thought hours so for example like you're allowed to maybe go to the park or something like that or just be walking along for an hour but you're not allowed to have a specific destination in mind so maybe you have to come back after the hour i don't know you 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 basically you can't be thinking too much like if you say right i'm going to do thought hour and i'm going to walk to the shops Mm. and i'm going to walk like in a really circuitous route that takes an hour and you get to the shops Mm. that can't that's not allowed because you've got like there's an objective to the thing you're doing Mm. while you're thinking yeah you have to be only doing thinking. Yeah. Um, also, you're not meant to like write down, as I say, not sure. to write down anything that you've thought of necessarily. Uh, after thought hour, you can write whatever you like, but mm. during thought hour, you're not allowed to. Um, you're not allowed to watch anything. You're not allowed to really speak to anyone. You're allowed to like pace around or sit down or something like that. Uh, and that's the idea, right? That's that's thought hour, and it's not intended as a kind of a self improvement mm-hmm. thing, sure, right? It's not designed to be a creative or destructive thing. Sure. It's meant to simply be a, th- a time where you think, yeah. And the idea is not to build up a kind of practice of mm. introspection, yeah, or of meditation, yeah. Or of anything, it's just in, entirely intended to just be a, a, an hour where you think. And if at the end of the hour you've thought of nothing good, then that's fine. Mm. That's thought hour. Yeah. Anyway, I've done it once now. Mm. I've done one thought hour was this it? week. Uh, I don't really remember. <laughs> if the, if we, if we didn't have another card, I'd end the episode there. That would yeah. be funny. Um, yeah. No, I I, I I appreciate that. So I was. This is this sort of chimes. So with... I gave you a heads up on the, on the thought hour. So have yeah. you done a thought hour this week? I I haven't unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, I I but it it does sort of accord with something that I've been I've been thinking about with regards to. So I was I, I something I've realised lately is that I've. Start, I think particularly since my ADHD diagnosis, but in mm. general, I've been I've been trying to be a bit easier on myself. Yeah, and I think one of the benefits of that is that I f- feel I'm starting to feel like certain pressures on myself diminish. Like you realise like, that those pressures, pressures are pressures yeah. that you've decided. Yeah, on. exactly. You, you think this is a pressure on my life that I need to deal yeah. with this, and you realise, hang on, mm. the only person yeah. enforcing this pressure is me. Precisely, right? and like I, part of it is just like. I'd had a, a sort of like, um, I suppose, the idea that I needed to have sort of ri- rigorous or rigid, like, discipline, self-applied for various things mm. turned out not actually to be... Also, like, maybe it's true for very specific things, but ultimately it's true for, like, those in a... And even though those in a more limited way. And for many other things, it's actually counterproductive and unnecessary and, and unhelpful. So just trying to, to sort of, like, loosen some of the bond, the, the bounds of that. The, and, the heuristic mm-hmm. that you need to be very disciplined in mm-hmm. all the things you undertake, mm-hmm. it turns out to be maybe useful, but not as useful in a very simple form as, yeah. it, as it could be. It, it needs to be slightly adjusted. Yeah. To, and, yeah. and also there's, like... So there's, there's there's something that I, I was thinking about with regards to, like, things like... Yeah, again, it's about, like, the, the sort of everything having to be driving towards, like, you know, doing something or achieving something mm. or, or a thing. And trying to, like, you know, I, I, I still have things that I want to achieve. I still have drives towards things. But letting maybe some of that go a bit and not feeling like everything has to be directed towards that. And I, I think particularly about things like, you know, sort of, like productivity people love to well not productivity people I suppose like lifestyle optimization people mm. are more the because like productivity people have kind of like 
mostly moved away from being productivity people in a lot of cases or like yeah, yeah. they talk about it in a kind of different way um like lifestyle optimization people love talking about like morning routines and stuff like that mm-hmm. it's just like i wake up at four thirty, i slam a thing of athletic yeah, I, check my I check my analytics yeah. i you know and i go for a five-year run and you know i, I, I whatever like it, it's all very like one thousand you know, year egg yeah <laughs> it's all like i have i have a whole bunch of you know sort of things and that's how optimal i am um there's a there's one really funny guy who's who's like blogger i don't know if it's a blogger it's a newsletter or whatever but like he he has this things that work and things that didn't and it's really funny because you follow for long enough you realize that all the things that work eventually cycle out into being things that don't <laughs> because he's always and he, because because he's like business psychotic he always has this like really like <laughs> insanely insane like positivity angle and everything he's just like started using Uring and it's changing my life and then like half a year later he's just like actually it's not as, it's not as useful false like, idol yeah yeah, yeah. Exactly, <laughs> and, and, and but everything's like that, and you can see the cycles coming around. It's very oh, funny, um, and I, it makes me think of something that Oliver Berkman, who's like, he's a he did a Guardian column for ages, and like he's he's interesting, and I like him because he's very much like he's not like you know, oh self care, just take care of yourself. In fact, something that's valuable, but I, I feel like it can be washy washy. Which is just like you know, maybe just like think about the things that you want to do and the reasons you want to do them, and like don't be too hard on yourself, but also like you know, here are some, like, decent ways you can worry about this stuff. And, like, I, I think one of the things that I liked is he was just, like, maybe if you've got, like, a morning routine that you want to do, just, like, if you've got six things, just pick, like, three of them. Mm-hmm. Or, like, just do, like, try and do three of them. And, like, if you've done that, then that's, well, yeah, the, you know, as yeah, much it's the idea like, of, like, uh, you know, you get into uh, taking a new tropics or whatever, mm-hmm. and then you think, well, I just can just take loads of shit, and it'll just, yeah. like, the more shit I pump into my body, the yeah. more, like... Um, the more morning runs mm. and uh, you know putting butter into my coffee that yeah. I do, I can just keep stacking all of these, and they'll just yeah. they'll add or maybe even multiply, right? <laughs> but that, I feel like that yeah, that's kind of maybe the issue, right? Is it's not like just a linear, yeah. It's not like a linear thing where yeah. You but can all just... of, all of these things, like like you know, they're, they're not the, the trouble is people are always like they're just waiting for something to feel like transformative i feel like a lot of it is the idea of like exerting your will in some way at all it gives you the ability to realize that you have willpower and whatever the thing you're doing almost doesn't matter yeah like some kind of this is why people like to talk about like religious or like just uh, lifestyle things or like any kind of thing that you do that's like something you do on a daily basis that's something you've chosen Mm. to do that you believe is like improving your yeah. life in some way has a kind of placebo effect yeah, or no, an actual yeah, effect yeah, yeah, just yeah. purely through reminding you no, that for you're sure. do- you know that's almost yeah. like the idea of like um going for a run in the morning yeah. it presumably is good for your health yeah. but also that the, the knock-on benefit is mm. that the fact that you've chosen to go for a run in yeah. the morning even though it's like difficult to go to go for a run yeah. compared to not going for yeah. a run it means that you've exerted some degree of yeah. willpower that gets you immediately into the habit of exerting willpower and that's maybe no, the no, for sure. that's maybe yeah. the only thing that all of those like morning yeah. routines have in common exactly but the, the thing is that benefit only like applies once and everything is subject to hedonic adaptation well yeah so exactly don't, like that's and that's the trouble people have right yeah. is that they're constantly searching it's cycles out into things that don't work but it's never it's never going to be as profound as the first time you realize like actually this feels good you know taking control of myself feels good and you this is why this is my excuse for why my whole falling out of running every couple of months and then getting back into it again every couple of months actually novelty cycle yeah Yeah, yeah, cycling it you know Um, well you know that's 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 one like honestly 
One, so one thing, and this is uh, like in retrospect, I think I should have picked up on is I remember reading someone once saying, like, you know, I feel like I've so I've got ADHD, not me. I mean, I do. But you not, do now. Yeah, yeah, I did have. But like, officially, it, yeah, it was it was the, the the person who was writing the letter. Maybe like, you did before, but we can't say officially. Yeah, until yeah. The last couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, they, they they were saying like I've got ADHD, and I feel like I'm always cycling through productivity systems. Like I'll get into them, mm. I'll do them a lot, and then after three months, it'll just sort of like burn out, and then I cycle to the next one. And the person who was like doing it was like maybe your your system is the you know is the the changing is, of the is, system is, yeah the whatever. churn yeah the churn is itself yeah strategy. which you know that, that's 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 that is a way of, of, of going it's very unsatisfying it. though, yeah because no, once exactly, you've yeah. once you've made yourself aware of that yeah it, then it becomes that's the trouble and that the trouble right? is that it's the same Getting problem that higher, I have, yeah when you're younger you're not haven't got enough yeah. self-awareness so it yeah, almost yeah, works yeah. but when as you get more experience you've seen enough yeah. cycles of the churn and yeah. you start to think hang on it's it's the problem that i always have with video games where like after a while i start to see the like the system. The, the system itself and then i'm just like you have to see the matrix i'm bored of this now you know <laughs> once you hit that point you're just like unless there's a like you know this is why i, I prefer story-based games like you know sort of purely mechanical ones because yeah. like after that point i'm just like ah, i'll solve all the side quests fuck them you know fuck them off and then i'll just like blast through the main story because i'm like, like well this is what you know unless you're playing something like i don't know I've, I've not really had the time to get too much into it but like elden ring where like a lot mm. of it is like about mechanical difficulty and so and it sort and of maintains that, case, that throughout it's where it's basically sort of the same thing. thing but a much steeper slope yeah yeah and in the context of like an open world game i yeah. imagine like many steeper slopes mm. in different directions which is kind of yeah. cool you know yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly yeah um, it, it's interesting thinking about that like the, the the degree to which a lot of it seems to be motivated by like mm. almost like conflicting goals of the idea of optimizing your life but also yeah trying to accept the fact that you're never going to have like a perfect day yeah and the idea of trying to like architect your your time in a way where you wake up and you feel just raring to go and you get loads of stuff done and you feel satisfied from it and then you can relax right and and when you look at day when i think about days that i've had in my life where i've been like really like i've got up i felt like excited and i've done the things and i've succeeded and then i've gone to bed there are always days where there's like a huge upheaval. Sure. The kind of upheaval where you wouldn't actually want that on a daily yeah, basis, yeah. right? Well, it, so it, like it moving house, for example, yeah, like yeah. any kind of situation like moving house, like you've got like things booked, yeah. there's people coming to collect stuff, you've got to get all this shit ready, mm-hmm. you've got to get up early in the morning, move a bunch, you do lots of physical labour, which presumably also, is, yeah, yeah. you know, endorphins, you're lifting thing. I don't know, right? It's like going to the gym, yeah. but you're just lifting furniture. Um, and then there's a bunch of like stress of moving things. And then there's like satisfaction, change inherent in the whole pro- process uh, but that level of, journey <laughs> yeah there's a hero's journey like the day when one moves house is like yeah. a full like you know yeah. hero's journey right uh, but you just can't do that every day no. and because uh, i was thinking about this i was thinking like that would be the ideal like because i was thinking about alcohol because i was talking so, to you I about you this right like, you want to work as a mover there you go well, no, your... <laughs> yeah, my, my dad did that actually for a while for a few, when i was a little kid actually my dad did that and he met a lot of interest he met um uh what's his name mark wing davy day for beaverbrox oh yo uh, his mother um was like yeah my dad like moved a bunch of her furniture oh, wow. apparently was like oh, have you heard of my son he's an actor you know one of those sort of people mm. you know? anyway um sorry <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah um that yeah that kind of thing though like specifically how it like if you're just working as someone that does removals mm. right you get the physical labor aspect yeah. of it which presumably like has some element of that but it's not your you you know you're yeah, yeah, um yeah. disenfranchised from mm. your labor yeah, right? yeah. it's not your actual yeah. furniture that you're moving and you can't have that kind of i mean maybe having a kind of 
uh, a cyber nomad data pagan mm. uh, cyber, cyber vegan, vegan <laughs> like situation like where I, get, I mean maybe that is one of the things that that degree of change but that almost seems like forced change to me do you know what i mean it has to be like genuine sure. it has to be you know, like the, yeah. having that and i think this this sort of yeah. like ties it back to the thing you were talking about with the the fabians at the beginning right which is that like mm. this that you can't like maybe you can't like go into this stuff looking for that and the kind yeah. of like the kind of optimizations that people are looking for are like it's it's you know you're you're maybe going to have a thing where like you've got a system that stops certain like negative things certain like you know it it it, it, it like normalizes it a bit right mm-hmm. like there are you're probably bringing up the floor on like what negative um you know sort of like things are going to happen to you like if you've got a solid thing that you 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 do and prevent preventing certain things from happening but at the same time like you're maybe foreclosing on other things totally, that could yeah. be that that could be happening yeah um but yeah, I, I don't know. I I, I I think I've just been... And again, it's, it's sort of the thing that you were saying, right? About like realising that... Um, and again, I think this is just like... Memhaz is slowly turning to Adam and Joseph just like slowly get old. But like realising things that... Just realising very basic things that like the the entire message of like whole like, you know, holy books and, um, you know, classic works of literature hmm. are, are meant to communicate. And you're just like, when you're a kid, you you, you see it or whatever. You see like, the little glimpses of yeah. like different, oh, that's that trope or yeah. that element, yeah, yeah. right? And, and you, because it's, it, you, you see it and you're just like, that's oh, not really, you know, it's, it's banal or whatever, that's not really. But then once you've had a bit more of, a life it's like you how ex- yeah somebody yeah. tries to tell you something yeah, that you're yeah. meant to have learned during your life yeah, yeah, yeah. but until you've experienced yeah. it you don't really yeah. know it but right? i was i was i think this is cringe or whatever but like there's, there's a funny bit in dominic cummings blog about tolstoy because it, man loves his tolstoy <laughs> he loves tolstoy. he's talking he's talking about like um it's one of the couples in i want to say it's not war and peace but i can't remember which one it is um where he's talking about um how like he read it as a young man and was just like you know he loved all this 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 aspect of it and then once he got married he like realized that like him and his wife have exactly the same sort of arguments that the protagonist and his wife have or whatever um and i was just like that's you know like that is it is real and it is true to say like there are certain things where you know once you've yeah, once you've had certain experiences, like different things speak to you differently. I think and it's like, like how many yeah. times you've had an experience because mm. this is the kind of thing when I when I sort of see like you know you look at like whatever the vanguard of culture is, mm. which is probably TikTok or something like that. And once you're kind of like seeing it from like a slight remove, you do kind of realize that your own perspective on it is kind of based around the the idea of like that once you've seen X number of memes, mm. like you realize it's just kind of a cyclical thing. Yeah. You realize, oh, it's the same elements sure, being yeah, rearranged yeah. and yeah. then presented as a new thing. Or, and like, occasionally yeah. there's new elements, but those new elements come from somewhere else. Yeah. And wherever that comes from is somewhere which you kind of have some awareness of. Sure. And maybe when you were younger, you didn't have any awareness of. And But now you're aware of, oh, so they've taken this, this old thing, they've combined it with this other old thing, and they've put this other thing in, which is still old, but from a different place. Yeah. And now it's the same thing again. Yeah. Yeah. And previously, both of those old things would have been new. Sure. Maybe one of them would have been newer than the other, and the unknown thing would have been completely unknown. Yeah, yeah. So I would have seen it as completely new, and, yeah. and it would have really engaged me emotionally because yeah. now I've seen this thing which is just really fresh. But then when you start to see the the patterns of like of things going yeah. on, I feel like that's the best way, I think, of explaining the feeling of being older than you were. Sure. Is the feeling of, oh, right, 
I've seen this a few times yeah, now, yeah, and yeah. I can kind of predict what's going to happen. Yeah. And although I might not be like technically completely accurate mm. with what my prediction is going to mm. be, I, on on, the, on a kind of like emotional level, yeah. it seems to come out the way I I think it's yeah, going yeah. to, you know. And that's like very it's it's unsettling in a way. Mm. And I do you know often get things that don't fit into that. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, I'd be de- I'd be yeah. dead. Calcified <laughs> into it. Yeah. Calcified into it. You know, stalactite or something. Stalagmite. More likely, I don't really hang down. Yeah. Um, yeah, that kind of thing though. Like, and it's just kind of weird to like whenever you meet someone that's like, because the, the people that are weirdest to meet are people that are like about ten years, people who are about twenty now, right? Who yeah. are just they're not that much younger than us. Yeah. They're basically in the same kind of cohort, but they're just far enough away that they're like they haven't seen everything three times yeah they've only maybe seen everything like one and a half times yeah so and once you've seen something two times you start thinking oh i know what's going on here and when you start seeing start seeing things three times mm-hmm. you start thinking okay well I'm, yeah this is just a repeating pattern and then you're not able to engage in it in the same way and it almost makes you less able to interpret yeah. stuff because i think once you start seeing the same thing over and over again yeah. you start just moving to your cached copy sure. of yeah. what's over, you over going fit on. Almost. And that, like, yeah, yeah and that's yeah. bad and yeah. i don't know how to stop that other yeah. than being more stupid and not being able to generalize which is also <laughs> not good yeah i don't know uh, you almost can't you know it's a, it's a problem of um it's a it's a mistake theory problem i think mm. And this so is, I think, maybe this, I don't know exactly what this is, but this, this last card feels like... Maybe what is the last card? I can't remember How the old things are gradually shed. Yeah, this is, this is actually a very good, mm. a very good little, mm. little uh, segue. Yeah, I was thinking about, um, this is a very broad kind of one. And just thinking about something like, like, what was it I was thinking about when I wrote that down? I think I was thinking about, like, landline phones mm. or something. I was thinking about the idea of, like, I was thinking about the idea of smartwatches. Sure. Because I saw a thing about an old smartwatch from the 90s Mm. that was essentially just a Casio. Yeah. But with, like, a little bit more to it. Yeah. But you could sync your, your like... It was like a pager across to the Casio watch. Kind of cool for them. Yeah. You'd have been, like, the ultimate kind of, you know, Mm. 90s um, gadget, you know, guy if you'd had this, right? And... It was essentially just like a, it had reminders on it, and, it, and it, but you could sync it with your computer. But it was essentially just a smartwatch. You call it a smartwatch. It did all the smartwatch things, except it didn't have Bluetooth because that didn't exist. It didn't have an internet connection because there was no way of doing that. It didn't have much processing power in it because it had to run on like a coin cell battery and with LCD screen that wasn't backlit and so on. But it was effectively like a smartwatch. I noticed you don't wear a smartwatch anymore. No, it, 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 it sort of it aged out because I, well, right, I got an Apple you just Watch didn't like get a first generation yeah. and then it, I'd be just like, this isn't useful enough to me to get a new one. Mm. And now it's it's like, it's a, my iPhone phone is or the my ios version is slightly too new for it to actually work anymore so yeah yeah i don't know I, i'm i'm i was I, i'm toying with getting a new one but i'm just not sure i care enough to spend mm-hmm. the money <laughs> yeah I was, I was thinking about like the idea of a smart watch mm. and that, that that term didn't exist yeah but they would have put it on the box of the product if it if it, it yeah, at the yeah, time, yeah. but because it's just an obvious sort of term yeah. to give things, and obviously smartphone didn't exist because the cell phones were still new, and sure. they weren't. They were kind of a fringe thing that wasn't the normal way of a phone was a phone, and yeah. a smart uh, a cell phone was or mm. a mobile phone, a yeah. car phone, yeah, yeah, was a thing which you, you know, if you were a business person, you had right, mm. and the idea that then smartphones came along, and then smart watches, and you know all this kind of smart cars, yeah, a decade before, yeah. um, all all that kind of like thing. 
And the idea that a phone now isn't necessarily a landline. Like, yeah. if you say a phone, most people, I think, would interpret that as the abstract notion of a phone, or more likely, specifically, a smartphone. Yeah. If you say, oh, I lost my phone, or like, yeah. oh, I need to... Uh, I'll call someone up, right? Yeah. If, if somebody says to you, I'm going to call them... Yeah. Depending on the person, obviously, but I think probably in general, you'd imagine that they're... Go- you, you picture them picking up their smart getting their mm. smartphone out of their pocket and calling them i mean nobody calls anyone anymore right? they just zoom sure, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But, but, <laughs> voice notes yeah, yeah 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 exactly yeah um but just the the idea that like these kind of like things kind of get shed from culture yeah but in a way that isn't like instant but it isn't linear either yeah so like there's going to be a it moment feels like bankruptcy right yeah, yeah exactly and then, and yeah. then suddenly yeah exactly and and there's going to be a moment maybe in the next 20 years where like landlines just go yeah well, and no, but like, what will what will the artifact of that be? Like, so, yeah, yeah. So I, you know, obviously, it's like the 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 easy answer is like iconography, right? Well, because start with 07 rather yeah, than oh one. Yeah. <laughs> but like, the, the, like the vestiges of that will be like, you know, the 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 fact that the icon there is the shape of a yeah, yeah, telephone yeah. handset in the same way that the save icon is a floppy diskette. You know, yeah. like it's it's not something that actually exists in most respects anymore. I don't know whether save. I don't know whether it is, it is on this, but like you know, there's got to be one yeah. somewhere. Or, or like, maybe, I mean, I say that like. Like, I don't know because I don't really use the kind of applications where that still have a save icon. Everything saves automatically. So maybe well, that's, that's not true anymore. In, maybe in that's... A, it's all going to be an irrelevant thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, the, like the sort of the, some of the distinctions will, will go. But yeah, no, the, there is there is absolutely that sort of like... So I was I was reading... I think I mentioned this... Um, I can't remember if I mentioned this on the podcast before. I was reading um, uh, William Gibson's Pattern Recognition, which is... A, mm. uh, you know, I had definitely mentioned this on the podcast before. You did a like, blog post on it. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and there's a lot of stuff where you're like... The, the way that it creates verisimilitude... What year was that published? Uh, 2002, three, I want to say, but it was weird. written. Oh, it's yeah. like sort of like Iraq yeah. War, like post-9-11 yeah. Iraq War it's, era. It's Iraq War, it's, it's not, it's because it was Before written... Before the it actual... Was, yeah, it was yeah. written... The, 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 it was written in sort of like before, during, and then uh, immediately post-9-11. 9-11 is like a focal point in the right, plot right, as well. Right. Like it's a big deal. Um but yeah, the, the the whole thing is sort of like um, there's a lot of I know I think I said that I, I can't remember if it was in that or is it in something else. Like it's very easy to create verisimilitude when you talk about like particular ways to use technology. Mm. So like I think about like something like if you wanted to get me very easily, I would. And they said I'm not the only person who, who did this because I know know some other people who did this. You if you wanted to, if you talked about like being you know a, 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 like having someone re- recollect their youth where they used to uh illegally watch television programs by like using a chrome extension to download a, a flv flash yeah, video yeah, 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 no, yeah, yeah. download a video from a flash player on a website speaking of, incidentally as we were earlier of um archiving websites very yeah. interesting to think of how loads of like things had interactive flash interfaces that presumably you can't really do anymore this, right? so I've um, been working on an old laptop yeah. and uh, it of course has a hard drive in it yeah. I bought this on eBay right it's a laptop that no, someone hasn't <coughs> used for at least 10 years yeah. maybe more and I, I you know you boot it up and it boots up and there's everyone's you know, some somebody's documents in yeah. there and shit, right? But I, I did I do a search in Windows. Yeah. What are the biggest files on the drive, right? Yeah. Biggest files or in temporary internet files, yeah. right? Not porn, 
They are FLV files, though, nice. and they're all Heroes, episodes of Heroes yes, from 2008. That, that's me. Right? That's my so shit. That, yeah, you, you mentioned that, and I was like, <laughs> this is the exact thing you're talking about, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Literally, literally. <laughs> um, like, because, again, Heroes, like all the shows that I did that with, like Heroes, Lost, all yeah, that yeah, shit, yeah. which I'm rewatching. Okay, I think, I as you know, when I mentioned that, it was in Lost Review, because I was like, when I used to watch Lost, it was like that, but now it's just like, you can just watch it on Amazon Prime, and the issue isn't like, yeah. do I have enough time on the computer to download them all before? Or like my so parents stop me yeah. and now it's like um, can I watch an episode before or will I fall asleep because I'm old <laughs> it's just the um, thing of downloading it onto your iPod yeah. touch or yeah, iPod yeah, yeah. Or it was my iPod my iPod uh, Nano the ah, first video one that they did that, yeah, it, was yeah, just yeah. Like, it was like tiny and oh mate that was such a great device what, 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 a, what a cool thing adjusted um, for like the time it came out it was very futuristic yeah like um, I to be honest remembering the first time I saw like a good small bright colour screen yeah because you know the Game Boy colour was like yes. the only thing right yeah, yeah. a portable device with like a colour screen yeah. on it right you don't like watches and microwaves sure. and shit yeah. with like it just showed numbers yeah but, like the, the first time I actually saw a backlit colour screen yeah, yeah, yeah. which I, I guess it would have been one of those so, sort of something of that nature yeah anyway, like yeah. mid noughties really mm. which is actually quite late when you yeah. consider it like the technology was yeah. probably there before then yeah like laptops were around since the early 90s that had yeah. okay screens sure I but they were really like, expensive yeah yeah that exactly was like, it was either computers a price thing used or to be computers thing, were yeah. all like two grand mm. like the cheapest was, computer you yeah. could get was like 900 there quid, was something you know? really interesting I someone um posted that they they bought like a new laptop and they did like the inflation adjusted cost of all of their laptops mm. since like they, they i think it was phil gifford let me check um because he he was just like the the the, the first laptop that he bought back mm-hmm. in the day mm-hmm. was like um yeah, here we are. The cost of Apple laptops. So he's got oh, his yeah. graph, which is like, so 1999 PowerBook G3 cost... Uh, At the time. Two, yeah, two £2,300 or so. Yeah. 2021 cost... Four thousand two hundred ninety-six mm. pounds. I can beat that, Adam. Yeah. See this thing. Yep. It, that came out in nineteen ninety-three. So yeah. same ages are slightly younger than sure. us by like a couple of months. Yeah. Um. That new mm-hmm. in nineteen ninety-three pounds yeah. was well, it's forty thousand dollars. Fuck me. So I don't know what the exact conversion, but let's yeah, say yeah. that's twenty thousand pounds mm. on a conservative thing. Yeah. So let's. Hang on, let's see what that is now. Uh, I do instantly really miss the days when the uh, dollar to pound conversion rate was like. I remember like that one. Yeah, 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 I'm just gonna gonna say right, ninety three. Made importing things from America so much cheaper. Let's say twenty five thousand, right? So yeah, like 50, 50, 50 grand. Fifty grand. Fifty grand. grand That would have cost silicon graphics technology. To be fair, like inside, I mean, Mm. that's from ninety three, and it does. 3D graphics about as well as a PC from about 98 or 99. Mm, sure. So that's yeah, kind of yeah, pretty yeah. advanced for yeah, the time. Yeah. It can do the Dolphins. It can do the OpenGL Dolphins. Nice. That's what matters. Yeah. We've, yeah. So basically, like, the, the, the costs inflation adjusted are, like, about 4,200, 2,700, 1,900, 2,500. And then, like, the new one is, like, um, 2,900, I think. So I'm searching for open here we open mm. GL Dolphin I mean, I'm just getting the the, the emulator the, sure. the GameCube yeah. emulator so I guess I can't find the the uh, is it's called like Aquare anyway mm. I have to get that thing running very powerful mm. 
Yeah. But yeah, yeah that, no, the, the, it, it's, the, I was yeah. thinking specifically about like the way in which those things are kind of shed sure. from culture. Yeah. Like, the, so like, uh, you know, you move house, uh, you, know, you, move, you know, you move out from living with your parents who, you know, sure. you're at university and yeah. you don't get a landline, right? Or maybe yeah. you have a landline because you've got the internet, but you yeah, don't use yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Which it's I like, think technically we've got or something no, like exactly. that. Or like they've removed it from our bill because it was like another three pounds fifty to have a landline you've still got line line rental but in theory you can use a landline anyway it's not some Mm. shit like that and like eventually just that thing just never gets like replenished or it never gets re-upped or there's never like a uh you know something in society which everyone is used to and everyone's just used to kind of the the maintenance of that thing Mm. suddenly there's a moment where everyone realizes it's no longer necessary yeah and that can happen like on an institutional level and probably the idea of a landline phone is sort of a kind of pseudo institution of like the way that people used to treat uh you know like going into a pub and saying can i use your phone yeah because that would be a normal thing to do yeah and and i i think what's interesting there is that you sort of there's there's like obviously a degree of like uneven well there's not unevenness but like there's definitely this sort of the snap point where you're like you turn around one day and it's all changed but the demographic pyramid just happens to get up to a certain point but loads of the stuff just ends up having a very unexpected long tail like how faxes still are around because like there's various sorts of like medical needs you know there's, there's legislation about yeah there's laws yeah. or something that require that because there's something artificial keeping them going or just like i'm not saying stubborn old people but you know just like yeah people old people who like don't see any need to change like those people you know you hear about who's just like still paying rental costs for their black and white tv or something like that um, my, my nan was like that until about i mean 10 years ago we actually looked at the, the yeah, thing but yeah. like that was still pretty late <laughs> like like maybe 2011 or yeah, something. Yeah, she yeah. still had a crt television that she was paying like 15 pounds a yeah, month yeah to rent. which is like bonkers but, you could buy yeah. that tv every month yeah. <laughs> at least you could maybe buy yeah. two of them yeah but like because if you if you've you know if you're like used to that being the case yeah like, yeah, yeah. You, know, you don't you don't, don't see it outside but yeah like phones are a really good example of that because yeah it's something that people do all of the time mm. we all do it all the time well when um, something like replaces yeah. these and yeah. we don't have these anymore yeah. we presumably are still going to have one yeah because the whatever replaces them is going to be like so different mm. that it almost doesn't really make sense to mm. us i don't think this is going to be another it's going to take 20 years for this to go yeah. you know it's like how uh, I don't know. It's just, it's one of yeah. the, all those sort of a big technologies yeah. like the desktop computer mm. is only just about to die now sure it's only been dying for like the last few years yeah. and it lasted from the early 80s mm. onward right so like mainframes yeah. you know yeah apple II is 77 or something or yeah. you know and all that kind of stuff, like, that was 30 years at least, maybe even up to 40. So I reckon that these are probably yeah. going to be a 40-year. Um, but yeah. the thing is, we're already 10 years into those 40 yeah, years. Yeah. So in, in, you know, yeah. and, and the other thing 25 is, it's like, years it's, left, it's, maybe. It's, it's less, it's... <clears throat> It's not exactly. Like, I was about to compare it to like Thomas Kuhn's um, uh, theory of like scientific revolutions and like paradigm shifts and stuff. Mm. But it's not even quite like that because, well, I mean, part of that is like it's the old people thing, right? Like, yeah, how yeah, did yeah, this yeah. stuff go? It's, it's like you know, people die off or whatever. But like, it's also the fact that like all of this stuff just does have kind of like a, you know, the long tails are more profound in certain areas. Like with desktops, obviously, there are certain mm. things where you do want like the greater processing power. Yeah, like, yeah, it yeah. Beca- it becomes something where it's like there's more. Sp- it's it's about when do things stop being like the generic assumption of X, right? Mm. It's like where you know some you know plenty of places. The map still have and the territory gradually yeah. deviate, and eventually yeah. you're like, oh, yeah. not only mm. is like it 
completely fine to yeah. do all your computing on a phone, but actually phones are now somehow faster than desktop computers. It, yeah. Which, uh, that yeah. sounds completely ludicrous, mm-hmm. but it's way less ludicrous than it was yeah. like 10 yeah. years ago. Well, and it, you yeah. can imagine like some Apple M1 chip being like 10 sure. times faster than this computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's like at that point, you're like, well, yeah. you know. Well, well what someone I, I, I was I was working with the other day was saying that he, he, he was like, we, we were working on... Um, I can't anonymize. I don't know how 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 much anyway. We were working on a, a, a website that sells expensive products, mm. um, possibly to young people. We're not really sure. And he was is, he it, was, a, is yeah. it a Veblen kind of product or is it an actual? Is there? It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's something you is can this too much. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, it, uh, but an, uh, NFTs. Was, yeah, it's not <laughs> NFTs. No. Um, but he was he was saying that like he was kind of baffled that people were spending so much money on their phones. He was just like in in his head. He's like you know for big for important yeah. things, right? You use your desktop or your laptop, your real computer. But yeah. it was just like, but then I see my yeah, son just like applying. For, I've seen my son, you know, just like applying for jobs on his phone, just writing an email like that. Yeah. And you know, this is like a guy who wears a sort of a shirt and tie to a, a uh, to his like tech job. So he's like, he's a well, he's, got, he's got a certain. I was say, like, that's just put him up another sure. ten years. Yeah, He's got a certain like you know he's he I think he's he he I wouldn't you know if you ever if you ever hear this. Um, Ben, I actually think that's really cool. Um, no, but I've like, always you know, thought that, yeah. but then but maybe like, that's just yeah. a sort of late naughty thing yeah. to think. I well, it, I think the thing is, you know, it, you're definitely going to stand out if you do that. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. that's it's, it's, it's bit, but like the the thing is, like that's it's just some, it's, it's I sort of understand where he's coming from because like I'm at the I think I'm at the very tail end of that like mm. if something's serious you do it on a serious machine you know mm. phones are all well and good for tweeting but when I'm writing something when I'm composing but that's just because I like writing on a keyboard but like yeah, yeah. If, if you've not been as socialised to that as I have then maybe that is yeah like what's the what's the sort of like what, what is the point? I just at which don't the, like a yeah. touch screen. I want to yeah. feel that yeah, yeah. actual button. Definitely yeah you know but like what's so what's the point I guess at which the so sort of the generic uh, idea of something or like the mainstream thing of something mm. switches and I guess yeah, like that, what, yeah. what, yeah, what the what that thing is the, like about nice, yeah exactly like, what the, ty- like yeah. writing an email for us is about yeah. typing the letters right yeah. and then yeah. you type the letters and hit enter and yeah. you know that's what typing an email yeah. is right but for somebody who maybe doesn't even use yeah. email that just uses some mm. kind of web form or web yeah. app where you know I don't know sure. like there's some like recruitment thing yeah, it just feeds into fucking, to, it's like a well, form, it's like a LinkedIn yeah, yeah, or like yeah. one of those uh, whatever they call those forms where you go down the thing what are they the fucking <sighs> yeah um, uh, there's some Thing, I know, it? I know. It's whatever SaaS company provides those. Yeah, those, yeah, those the forms. one that everyone. Yeah, the yeah. one that everyone uses, and then it feeds into a fucking Airtable or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, and that's that's like the the current thing of that. And like, I'm not quite. I'm slightly too old to be acculturated to using those because I'm still on like. Yeah, oh, yeah, I Google still see Suite that as a kind of what is this weird yeah. like janky thing yeah. that I guess that some enterprise person mm. has decided we're all going to have yeah, to use yeah. now. But there's going to be an entire generation of people that have spent ten years and their yeah, entire exactly. like career is yeah. using shit like using that spread bases, whatever the fuck. And like, yeah, I think the thing that I think about this is when I was in school i remember being taught how to like write a letter just mm. like you know you begin it to dear sir or madam if you don't know or like dear you know yours faithfully or if you know if you don't know them yours sincerely if you do yeah, exactly and like yeah. within regards yeah, yeah. before <laughs> i had left before i had left school that was that already was irrelevant obsolete. like yeah. that was it was probably getting irrelevant at the time this is a little bit like the thing i was talking about uh, last <laughs> week with like talking to cat about like learning to code mm-hmm. and how there's like the three types of knowledge yeah the type of knowledge which is this is inherent to the universe yeah the type of knowledge which is this isn't inherent to the universe but it's pretty much never going to change and everyone in all society seems to basically agree on this yeah. and then the third type which is yeah a bunch of people yeah. <laughs> like, between five and yeah. 20 years ago in some yeah. office building probably in california decided yeah. that this was the way you did this you mm-hmm. know or in, in that case writing a letter you know mm-hmm. i mean that probably goes back like 150 years maybe at most mm-hmm. i don't know 
Yeah. Anyway, yeah. that was good stuff. The, the the format of the podcast, yeah. the fact that we're now three minutes longer yeah. than we normally are. <laughs> 400 bars, yeah. though. Um, the fact that we're now... Um, yeah, the fact that we're now uh, slightly slightly longer than normal podcast, the length of a podcast, yeah. a two-hour podcast, yeah. that is a, a format. Yeah. And, and that format is now going to end. Yeah. So we're now going to be doing a 119-minute podcast. <laughs> Good night, folks. Good night, folks.